This is the Vancouver Giants pregame show. Taking you up to puck drop on Vancouver's home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. Hello and welcome to the Langley Events Center. It's that time once again for Vancouver Giants hockey. Greg Ballack here alongside Eddie Gregory and Bill Wilms as we set things up here for the first game of the season for the Giants against the Seattle Thunderbirds. And I, I guess I should do a bit of an introduction at first uh, because this is Eddie. It's your first regular season broadcast with the Giants. A little nervous? First regular season broadcast this season with the Vancouver Giants. Correct. You, you made that correction to me earlier. I should have uh, yes. set you up on that one. Let's but go back. For, first with uh, Sportsnet 650, we'll say. Yes, first with Sportsnet <laughs> 650. The first game I did in the Western Hockey League, January 19th, 2013, up in Kelowna. The Rockets beat the Vancouver Giants by a score of 5-3. to three. Carter Rigby had a hat trick for the Kelowna Rockets wow. that night. Bill, do you remember that one? Oh, I remember it well. <laughs> I was, uh, you know, there are certain games. Obviously, you remember games when... From my standpoint, when you're working with somebody different, and and I remember, I can't recall the circumstances, Eddie, of why you were there and not who was a regular player. It was Jeff Patterson and Blake Price on Team 1040, yeah. and the NHL lockout that year just ended, and the Canucks were starting their season, so Jeff and Blake were needed for Canuck duty, and I got the tap in the shoulder to go up to Kelowna and do a game with you. I don't remember you go in the team bus. I did. All right, I Don Hay treated me wonderfully that day. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, and you had your own seat? I did. Ah, that's amazing. <laughs> it reclined. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're happy to have you here, Eddie. Uh, uh, we don't need a long introduction for Bill. Everyone, uh, they've, they've heard Bill. How many uh, years is it now, Bill? What is it, 23? Um, Dan O'Connor, and I want to thank him for it. He kept track. After they did the 2000s game in here for me a couple of years ago against Everett, they very nice uh, uh, presentation. He started keeping track, and he tells me, 2,311, but who is wow. counting? I, I, <laughs> I mean, think you but, are. But it is interesting. Well, your second WHL game, you're right. <laughs> I was going to say first, no. Your second, my mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Where did that time go? 20- but I'm honored, and i I got to thank Ron Toigo and the Vancouver Giants for the option. And, and you know, the, the Western Hockey League, you know, Ron Robinson back in Calgary for giving me the opportunity to do all that TV work when we had WHL on Shaw. But, yeah, and, and you know what? I, I wouldn't say I'm as excited. I, I don't know if I ever get excited about games, guys, but uh, I'm looking forward to tonight's game as much as I have any other opener in the last 22 years. I mean, I went all the way out to Pitt Meadows and wherever the heck we played, not because I was excited, but I want to see what the team was like. Mm-hmm. I want to see what we got. And it's the enthusiasm that we love having you on the broadcast for, Bill. You're, uh, you're a wealth of knowledge of the team. And uh, like I said, the people listening, I'm sure, are well, very familiar with, uh, with what you bring to the broadcast. But, Eddie, you, uh, like you said, you have one WHL game under the books. But you've been, uh, been a broadcaster for a long, long time. Uh, of course, the BCHL with the Coquitlam Express. Uh, so just tell us a little bit about your resume and what, you, what you're going to bring to the broadcast here tonight, Eddie. Well, I'm hoping to bring uh, <laughs> all the great experiences and everything that I've learned over my time with the Coquitlam Express doing their play-by-play play and everything that i've learned over the years at tsn and team 1040 and sportsnet 650 and then try and apply it here with the uh, vancouver giants so keep it keep it short and concise that way <laughs> yes people when they heard the announcement uh, you're, you're somebody that the listeners on the radio they know you've, you've been on the radio long enough so uh, again pleasure to have you here uh, myself greg ballack as well and uh, we're, I should mention as well this year it'll be Caroline Frolic joining the team uh, for some games as well. We'll be kind of trading off duties with her this A year. A major so. improvement yeah. to the look of this set. <laughs> yes. 
I, I won't take that personally, Bill. I, I won't take that personally. But but I suppose we Neither should. Neither will I. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose we should talk about the game tonight. It's it's a big one, of course. Uh, the home opener, the season opener. It's it's always a fun time, as you mentioned. The it's so so much excitement surrounding this roster. Uh, but I guess we should start with with some of the new names that Giants fans may not recognize on the roster. Yeah, time. I mean, let's start with Brett Merwald. He he's a goalie that was acquired in the uh, in the off season. And depending on whether Jesper Weichmann comes back or not, if he does, it changes Mirwall's situation mm. a little bit because they've also got the youngster, you know, uh, Matthew Hutchison, who's 16. But if 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 uh, Jesper Weichmann does not return to the Vancouver Giants, I think this guy's thrown, Brett Mirwall's thrown right into the mix. Real quick, you go when you, when you want to introduce him, you got to go back to two seasons ago. He played 16 games for Moose Jaw as a 17-year-old. was 4-9-1-0. He's a seventh-round pick by Moose that was two seasons ago mm-hmm. last season he was an 18 year old now what happened was moose just started to make a run for it right they needed a goaltender that had experience they went out and got carl tetachuk from lethbridge guess what he had 50 wins so he comes in they're giving the job to him they had a 16 year old backup they're not going to put brett mirwald into the backup role because he's a couple years older. They played the 60-year-old. That left Mirawal to go back to the Manitoba Junior Hockey League, to Weiwei C. Capo. And it's it's a junior team, and he didn't do bad there. He had a 90% save, uh, save percentage at that point, and he lost to Verdon in the playoffs. All the games, uh, the three games he played out of the four-game sweep were all one-goal games. Uh, he played three of the four playoff games uh, in that series, and you know what? Coming into tonight's game in the in the preseason, uh, well, Eddie, you know what his preseason record <laughs> is in the two games that he yeah, played. Yeah, he played in two games. He played in one half of the game against Prince George, played the full game against Kelowna last weekend. He turned aside 48 of 50 shots in his two preseason. I can do that math. 96. <laughs> there you go. You're better at it than I am. Yeah. And he looked really, really good in the game against Kelowna last Saturday. You know, Bill, that teams want to get a win in the preseason the Giants were winless in their first three games of exhibition but when they needed Mirwall to shut the door and rise to the occasion in the third period I mean the Giants went to the third period with a 2 nothing lead Kelowna came back quickly tied it and then the Giants went ahead on a goal by Jane Lipinski with a minute to go and to the surprise of no one Kelowna pushed for the equalizer and Mirwald was there and he shut the door coming off a 38 save effort big pad save with a minute to go I mean that's a real confidence booster for Mirwald in the Vancouver Giants, just seeing him give that type of performance in the exhibition finale against Kelowna and Maple Ridge. Yeah, and I think if I was guessing, Greg, I would think that Hutchison will get to start tomorrow night in Everett. Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned Weichmann's name uh, earlier there when talking about Merriwold. Uh, he is at Vegas Golden Knights camp right now, and the situation is is still up in the air. You know, he's making a good impression, uh, but the, the Golden Knights do have a lot of goaltenders under contract. I believe six already under contract. So, you know, you, you would think he was on his way back, but you don't want to count the, uh, the chickens before they hatch, as they say. Uh, but it does looks like it's going to cause quite a domino effect if Weichmann does return to this. Team. If he does return to this league, do you think there's a chance Vegas would sign him, sign him just for confidence for the kid, saying, look, we've signed you, we're going to send you back to junior. I mean, his NHL contract doesn't kick in, kick in at that point at all. Mm-hmm. If that happens, I think that would be wonderful for Weichmann. Yeah. Coming back to Vancouver, if that happens, as a signed yeah. NHL player, would be phenomenal. Well, 
Well, it looks like he's having a good start at camp this year, so it, it might be just the case. Uh, we're, we're hoping for him, at least. Uh, uh, selfishly, it would be nice to see him here at the Langley Event Center, right, Eddie? Absolutely. I mean, he was such a backbone for the Vancouver Giants last year, and I worked a lot of those games in the playoffs back at the radio station, and it just sounded like Jesper Weichmann was just such a brick wall and such a confidence booster for the Vancouver Giants a year ago. can only imagine, you know, what he would mean to this Vancouver team this year should he come back and the confidence that he'll give the team in between the pipes with just a, another offseason of improvement under his belt. Well, there was another player added to the roster as well that the uh, the Giants were able to snag in the uh, import draft, uh, Samuel Honzik uh, out of Slovakia. What do you know about him, Bill? Well, obviously you don't know a ton. Uh, you go a lot on by his agent. You go. He's in his draft year, by the way. He's an 18-year-old, so he's an overage. This is really important for him to come to this league and play in this league. But you're still trusting on the people, uh, you know, on the other side of the ocean. As yeah. simple as that. Uh, he's six three. He's good around the net. Uh, he's gonna. He's gonna have to adjust to the game being in a little smaller area. All right. He played pro hockey. He played for that. That team in Trenton. I yep. think they're a their pro team. He played he got ten goals there. And you know, what I saw him what I've seen of him play is there there is something there. There, there as long as as long as he doesn't back off when the going gets really tough. You know, that he that he sticks his nose in there and uses that big size. There was one goal that was scored, I think Eddie and I we talked about it at the time. Roberts shot I think from the point and the two guys in front of the net that created all kinds of hassle was six foot three Zach Ostopchuk and six foot three Sam Honsek. So I mean Zach's not here tonight. Honsek obviously the eighteen year old from Slovakia is a, is um is going to be interesting, no question. And I think he'll be leaned on a lot with Zach Ostopchuk not here right now with him being at Ottawa Senators camp. And, you know, he's one of those guys that's really going to bring the size element that the Giants, you know, don't have with Ostopchuk not being here. And well, I think his size is going to be a big factor for this Giants We team hope so. Yeah. See, remember now, we don't know. He doesn't know. He's never played in where the bullets are flying for real. This is what's so interesting. I mean, I can't I can't sit here and say this guy's going to be terrific. Mm-hmm. I want to see. I'll see in the first period, second period, third period. Well, certainly after tomorrow night, after six periods of hockey, we'll, we'll get a good uh, – a good feeling. But what I've seen of Sam Hansik, and by the way, folks, he wears number 29 yeah. if you're going to be watching the game or, you know, listening even in the arena as we speak. And the other guy, Kyron Gronick. Yes. yes, the Gronick and Hansik, the two new newbies. Let me tell you about Gronick real quick. I saw him play as a 16-year-old. He's a Prince George uh, draft pick. As a 16-year-old, that was a bubble season. He had five goals, six assists, 11 points in what did they play, 20 games or whatever they did play in the bubble. Last year, as a seven-year-old, he starts out like gangbusters. He's got points, you know, in, in his first six games, he had seven points. I don't know what happened. He hits a wall, and it doesn't continue. So he gets traded to Saskatoon. We have a guy here, Justin Lees, who kind of hit a wall, never really did what his playoff last year, let's be honest, was, was disappointing. Yeah got to be honest with you and he's going to get a new lease of life lease of life on in saskatoon good thing and and gronick comes here now he's cooled off in both of his season but keep in mind guys he's an 18 year old this is important um 37 games played at saskatoon nothing great four goals tennis is 14 points barkley parnett is hoping that this is a guy that gets unlocked here and he has done it i've seen it his 16 17 year old season he just doesn't maintain it you know, but he's he's a year older. He's aged in more. And I think I love Jesse Lees, love his family. I'm hoping nothing for the best of him in Saskatoon. 
and he's definitely one of those guys that the Giants are going to be leaning on in terms of one of their more prominent acquisitions in the offseason and just add to that scoring depth to this Giants group entering this season here. You know what he does? Greg, he, sh- he scores from the top of the faceoff circle. There's not a lot of guys that do. Nope. They get in tighter. He can score from out there, and he's he's pretty relentless checker. And that's usually a sign of a good release or a, yeah. a deceptive release. So yeah. I'm excited to watch him play. He's going to play tonight with Jaden Lipinski and Ethan Semenuk on a line. So uh, Gronick was brought in via trade. Merwald, the goaltender we already talked about, brought in via trade from Moose Jaw. And also Carson Haynes on the defensive side of things from Tri-City. Uh, Going to get a good look at him tonight uh, as we're still kind of gathering info on what he can bring yeah, to this Giants exactly. team Yeah, exactly. Well. Talked to Craig Wester, play-by-play guy. He called me yesterday. Uh, he was driving between uh, Tri-City, Vancouver to fly up to Prince George. That's where the Americans are uh, this weekend. And he says, you know, we show a lot of good things. He get hurt. Then he'd show some good things he got hurt. All right, fine. Let's hope he's good. And I mean, I haven't seen him play. I probably saw him last year with yeah. Tri-City. I just can't remember. Greg, I, I don't know if you've got any of the guys, the rookies from last year. Can I just jump really quick on them? Sure. Um, you can't. We can't touch all of the Giants. We've talked about their goaltender and their two, their, uh, you know, the two guys that are, that are new. These guys are, are the guys for me that uh, were rookies last year. Ethan Semenuk, Damian Palmieri. Jaden Lipinski, Ty Halliburta, and Matty Edwards, who joined him in the playoffs. Now, those are key guys that you could see as 16-year-old rookies that they needed polishing. And, boy, some of that shine, I think, started coming through. I am looking to see how they will be doing the first 6, 8, 10, 15 games. Mm -hmm. Those are key guys. Now, because I haven't mentioned the Culls and the Lankos and all that, you know, they're, 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 these were the, the rookies last year. They were all 16. I think the one for me, that of the list that you gave there, I think the one that I'm most excited to watch is Alberta. He didn't uh, play a playoff game. I had I forgotten know. that. But he is such a spark plug when he's out there and, and doing his thing. So I'm, I'm excited to see him just a little bit stronger, a little bit faster. It's somebody that the Giants fans should keep an eye and on. And he's going to get a prime opportunity tonight to open yeah. the season playing alongside Ty Thorpe in the middle and Hansik on the left. And by the way, I, I think he only played one exhibition game, preseason game, too. So he hasn't had a lot of hockey. Yeah. He had sh- shoulder, I don't want to say reconstruction, but just about. Well, we talked about uh, the goaltender, Jesper Weichmann, being at NHL camp. Should probably mention the captain also out at NHL camp right now, not in the game tonight. Uh, Zach Ostopchuk still with Ottawa, uh, actually injured currently. He's out for a little while. Yeah, that's a little scary, yeah. but we weren't going to have him back anyway. Right. So it's uh, for four weeks. Not a great situation. You don't want him to get hurt there, but it's still exciting to see Ottawa taking a look at him. And while we have a couple more minutes, do we want to touch on the Seattle yeah, roster a little bit yeah. just before we go to break? Well, okay. Uh, when I look at the Seattle hockey team, uh, you know, they're – they, they had those first three rounds that were terrific in the playoffs, and then they lost in six games to Edmonton. But how impressive was that T-Bird team on their run to the WHL final against Edmonton, losing in six? Guys, listeners, folks, 12 from that team are at NHL camps as we speak. Now, only six are expected to be, ta- to be back. And I think Tom Buning, their play-by-play guy, told me that represents 200-plus goals. Hey, they're not here tonight. Vancouver plays these guys three times in their first six games. Seattle plays Vancouver three times in their first five. Now, if those guys aren't back, I don't want to say how good an opportunity is that, but, hey, you're you're not playing a full Seattle team. And if you want icing on that cake, they come into tonight's game ranked number three 
overall in the Canadian Hockey League, Seattle Thunderbirds, who are warming up on the ice right now. And it will be uh, Scott Ratzlaff getting the starting goal, not uh, Milich, the uh, usual starter that he's still he's at camp, camp as well. Too, yeah. With the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. So a lot, of, a lot of roster flux happening on both sides right now. It's uh, early in the season in junior hockey, you know. This, uh, this isn't the, the complete roster. There's still a lot of, a lot of things happening, a lot of, a lot of things in play, but... Uh, still exciting nonetheless, just it's, to get a get a first look at a lot of these players. Greg, just before we go upstairs, mm-hmm. uh, the one thing I guess fans would want to know, what kind of team have we got here right now? Well, we've got a group of forwards for me. I mean, they can throw out four lines there that are, that are, that are exciting. They're going to compete. They can skate. All of them can skate. There's not a weak link out there. Uh, the work ethic has to be there. Coming off a playoff, hey, they... You had to have playoff lesson, if at all possible, last year. And it didn't look like it was going to happen. That lesson wasn't going to happen for them. They got the lesson late. Late. Hey, and what a lesson that was. The kids know what playoff hockey's about. They know what that next step is for them. And they won a series of all things. Now, they got to build on that. This is the way you want to go into this game tonight. I can, I can promise you, Michael Dick is mentioning that right now in the dressing room, saying, hey, you know what happened last spring? You guys know exactly. This is the team that we are. We're going to compete for the fans. This is going to be a, a team that I think, I don't think there will be a lot of big goal scorers. I wouldn't be surprised if there were, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there were 8, 15 goal guys on this on this team. And then Zach Ostopchik probably separate, maybe yeah. one other guy. But uh, it, it's we'll see tonight. Hopefully Boucher or somebody can uh, have, yeah. catch fire and, right. and get going. But uh, we'll see. Or, or, or uh, uh, Gronick. Yeah. I mean, depth and balance when you have a scoring group like that, it just makes your team just that much better because opposition cannot focus on one or two guys. If you have to focus on a collective two or three lines that might be scoring, that just makes the team so much better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the 40-goal marks, the 50-goal marks, even 30 sometimes is nice and fun to look at. But, you know, the collective depth is what makes really good teams really scary. Hey, they got to make sure they don't get too excited coming out. Yeah. They were one for 16 on the power play last year against this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle was four for 14. Not a whole lot different. But that's always, as a coach, you always wonder, geez, I hope they're, they're reined in a little bit. Because yeah. referees are trying to do their job, too. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, the, how big that playoff win last year for this Giants team was. I think it was big for the coach as well, Michael Dick. And he's coming off a gold medal victory he, as well. The gold medal, yeah. okay, and the series win He's feeling pretty good right now. I think it can't be can't be better for him. <laughs> yeah, can it? No, I think it's it's uh, good vibes. Very as good. The kids vibes. are saying going well into the season. Uh, uh, Bill, Eddie, we'll talk to you upstairs in, in just a segment here. We're going to take a quick break. Come back with some coaches' comments as Eddie had a chance to catch up uh, earlier today with Michael Dick, who we were just talking about. So we'll throw it to the break just for a second. You're listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. More of the Vancouver Giants pregame show on Vancouver's home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. It's the first game of the season. White spot, Vancouver Giants hockey on Sportsnet 650. Greg Ballack here as we set things up in the pregame show as the Giants get set to take on the Seattle Thunderbirds. The fans filing in. It's uh, filling in pretty nicely. It's going to be a packed house at the LEC. Get down here if you can, but uh, we'll... Listen to an interview here first before we get back to uh, our conversation with Eddie Gregory and Bill Wilms setting up tonight's game. Uh, Eddie actually had a chance to go down and talk to the head coach uh, who we just spoke about, the guy coming off a big series win against Everett last year and a gold medal with Canada at the World Juniors 
A lot of optimism, a lot of excitement as any year when you start it. Let's hear what he had to say with Eddie Gregory before. Well, Michael, now the uh, season is here tonight against the Seattle Thunderbirds. You've had a full training camp. You've now had a full week of practice. Just how do you feel the preparation has gone for your group going into the season here tonight? I think the preparation has gone well. I, I really liked uh, you know, our training camp and obviously had a great opportunity to, to evaluate through exhibitions. So um, we like where we're at right now. What did you like about the evaluation process over the last few weeks here? Well, I, I, I think we gave you know, our young guys ample opportunity to play. I think, you know, the first weekend was probably more along the lines of, of, of mostly younger guys. Uh, so it allowed everybody to get their feet wet. And I think last weekend we saw more of a veteran lineup against Kelowna. So, so for some of the younger guys, it was more of a wake up call for, you know, what they're going to see, which is, which is only going to be a portion of, of, of what they see in the regular season. But nonetheless, uh, I think the right progression. We talked about it after the game against Kelowna, but you had that comeback, or Kelowna had that comeback, and then you won it with a minute to go. How much was that a teaching moment for your group, and as you say, you know, veteran guys chipping in at that point in time of preseason in that game? Well, I, I think with our preseason, we're probably more focused on our process than anything than the results. We weren't too result-orientated. I, I think the nice thing about getting a win is, is obviously, uh, you know, guys get rewarded for their effort, but... Uh, I think for us, more we, we were more focused on our process, and and, uh, and it was a combination of introducing some of our, our team play systems and habits, and uh, at the same time, more of an evaluation process. And you talked at the end of that game as well about building the identity for this group as well. Maybe you just want to elaborate on just what you want to build for the identity for this group as the season progresses here. Well, I, I think we're starting to understand what we are, and... and uh, you know, I, I don't think that uh, you know goals are going to come easy. I, I, I don't think we're we're an offensively uh, loaded up team, but uh, but we do have we do have a lot of guys that uh, that work hard, they're physical. Um, you know, it's just a matter of uh, I, I think of us becoming more of a forecheck team. I think a team that uh, they can be hard to play against on both sides of the puck, but uh, you know, in order for us to create offense, our power play is going to have to get going, which it did, and, uh, and we're going to have to keep things real simple and just get to the net. And you talked about you know providing offense. How much on the other side of the game in terms of you know being hard defensively is going to be key in order to balance you know the offense and the defensive side of the game for your group? Well, that's how we're going to get the puck. Um, you know, so. <clears throat> it's really important we commit to checking, and it's not just our defense. It's, it's doing it as five. And obviously tonight you get a good team to start the season against in Seattle. We all know they went to the Western Hockey League final a year ago. Just how much of a test in that is really good for the group to really get a good test right from night one here tonight? Well, we're, we're in for a test. I mean, you're ranked number three in Canada. Now, you know, I think uh, number one in the West. So, so we get the, uh, the number one seed right off the hop here. So it'll be a good measuring stick for us. All right, thank you very much, Michael. Good luck here tonight and good luck here this season. Thanks. A tough, tough challenge for sure. The Vancouver Giants open the season against the Seattle Thunderbirds. 2022-2023 is underway pretty quick here as we have one more segment. We'll get some intros of the players, and then we'll get you to the action. It's White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. This is Vancouver Giants Hockey. It's time to drop the puck on Sportsnet 650, Vancouver's home of hockey. Welcome to the Langley Event Center where the teams are now at center ice and we're getting ready for the national anthem here at the Langley Event Center. 
opportunity for the Vancouver Giants to get a new season underway against the team that went to the Western Hockey League final a year ago in the Seattle Thunderbirds. I'm Eddie Gregory along with Bill Wilms from the Langley Event Center and we're ready to go for this one here tonight. Starting goaltender for the Vancouver Giants this tonight is Brent Mirwald and the starting goaltender is brought to you by Four Points Insurance Company providing protection at home and away just like Brett Mirwald. He is going to be countered tonight by Scott Ratzlaff who was 17-2 last year for the Seattle Thunderbirds. Vancouver Giants starting this game here tonight with Sam Honzik, Ty Thorpin, Ty Halliburton up front on the back end are Mazden Leslie and Damian Paul Mary. Well Bill, summer's over now and hockey's back here at the Langley Events and what a great opportunity to get going here again. There you go. Yeah, there's no question that uh, these guys are fired up. You hit the nail right on the head. One of the things you said, the key to the game, you know, that can't lead to penalties. you got to stay controlled. But you watch the first couple face-offs, Eddie, first couple puck possessions. Get it in deep end, four-check, and that's where it's going. And Ty Thorpe is in on the four-check right off the bat. Puck played around the boards. It comes to Thorpe in the corner. Gets to the side of the net, and that's blocked by Gatslaff. And now Seattle comes up with a puck, but a good stick by Hansek breaks up that pass and sends it in behind the net. Hansel turning along the left wing boards in the corner. He'll play it around behind the net, and Seattle will start up through the middle of the ice. But the play is broken up at the blue line 
And the Giants just chip it right back in, and they'll start their first change just 30 seconds into the game. Now Seattle will tip it into the Vancouver end. Palmeria played around the left wing boards. That pass had escaped. And now Vancouver will start out through center right. Seminuk playing it up for Tom Cadu. He'll speed on the left wing for a weak backhand in. And that's stopped by Raslaff. And he holds on to that 45 seconds into this first period, Bill. Well, real quick, real good forecheck by Vancouver. That first line that went out set set the tone for that ship. As the Seattle Thunderbirds got the puck inside the Vancouver Giants zone, you saw a great breakout. Semenik carrying that puck through center ice area, face-off back to Seattle zone. Thunderbirds win the face-off. Puck along the board is knocked down by Semenik, who play in the middle of the ice. And they chop at it, get it free to Jaden Lipinski, number 15. Working in the Seattle zone, he'll feed it down into the corner for Semenik. Back to the line to Kadu with a snapshot. That's blocked on the way through. It's getting in the way with that was Popovich. Now puck loose along the near side boards in the Seattle zone. And the Thunderbirds will play it through center ice. And that'll let it slide to the Vancouver line and a roll down deep. Sam Popovich throws it off the side of the Vancouver net. Now Robertson there in a battle, leaning up against his target, Aremba, number 19. Puck is in skates in the Vancouver zone, chipped down into the corner. We're battling there is Haynes, number 5. Acquired from Tri-City in the offseason as now Vancouver gets it to center ice and it's sent back into the giant zone. 140 into this first period. Shots are one to nothing in favor of the Giants. As now Vancouver sends it down the ice into the Seattle zone. Race forward to the dot. No icing on the play, and it winds up behind the net. Edwards trying to steal. Feeds it in front, and the shot is blocked. And a good chance there for Jacob Boucher. And now we have a whistle at the blue line. Uh, one of the first scoring chances this first period for Vancouver, Bill. Yeah, you know, one of the things that you look at is the challenges in their Vancouver Giants zone. We've already talked about the forecheck. Yeah, there's pace, there's speed, there's quickness. Roberts did a wonderful job of making a challenge along the boards. And Haynes, his first shift I saw him play, it looked pretty good. But, you know, there's a good pace out here. And one of the keys is that the five-man units are connected. You can't let one guy in on an island all by himself. That's a pretty good start for the first three minutes of this period. Good stick in the neutral zone allows Edwards to intercept the pass and is sent back into the Seattle zone. Jeremy Hansel back for the puck. Coquitlam native snaps it to center ice off the stick of T. Jagindla, number 17. Yes, he is the son of former Blazers legend Jerome Jagindla. Leslie with a shot, and that's steered aside by Ratzlaff. Now Leslie with a game from a sharp angle with a shot, and Ratzlaff got a piece of that. Hansel settles things down behind the Seattle goal. Plays it up the left wing for Gabe Ludwig, number 11. He'll lead the rush into the Vancouver zone, the right wing. Ludwig with a long shot, easily stopped by Muirwald. Comes all the way back to the line, and a slap shot to stop. Rebound in front, taken away by Tom Cadu. As letting that blast go was Sawyer Minio. Now Vancouver will snap it through center ice, and it's swatted in deep into the Thunderbird zone. Set up behind the net for Hyde Davidson. He's quickly pressured on the forecheck by May, and the Giants come up with a puck. The back line comes all over the shot. That's redirected and went just wide. Good chance there, and that shot from the blue line by Camazola. And now Seattle will chip it into the Vancouver zone. Cadu going back with the puck. Poked him behind the net. Sharp angle shot. Comes all the way back to the line. Davidson with the wrist shot. Went wide in the glove side. Sharp angle shot. And that went through the crease and wide. That's testing that one was Kai Kinsovic. Number 61, one of the more dangerous players to watch for Seattle in this one here tonight. Three and a half minutes gone here in the first period. No score. Shots of 3-2 in favor of Vancouver. Sammy May controlling at center ice. Playing it up ahead for Julian Cullows on the right wing. He'll just gain the Seattle blue line and dump it in deep. Kai Kanak back for the puck. He'll play it up the right wing and out comes Seattle through center ice. 
Foster Dunn will chip it in on the right wing. Force it down deep on Haynes. Dunn rounded behind the Vancouver goal. Now puck comes in front. Puck is loose in the slot. Turning and firing a sh- the shot is Popovich, and he put it wide. Another shot, and that's put off the post. As Popovich again let it fly. Best early scoring chance for Seattle. Now Ty Halliburton. He can poke it out on a good active stick by Seattle at the blue line. Now puck played behind the Vancouver net for Colton Roberts. He's under some pressure, dropping off behind his own net for Haynes. And Vancouver will regroup in their own zone. And now try and start it up the left wing side. Roberts again will take control. Again, Vancouver will get organized. As Halliburton is out there with Ty Thorpe, along with Sam Hunzik. Stretch pass out of the reach of Halliburton at center ice. And Kovacs will send Vancouver right back deep into their own end. Now Hunzik up the left wing side. His pass into the middle gets through to Colton Roberts. Lead feed for Thorpe. Now in the left wing for Semenek in the Seattle zone. Throws it at the net and Ratzlaff got a stick on that. Now Semenek with again. Feeding it back to the line. Closing in. Wrist shot blocked on the way through. And the puck will bounce down into the Vancouver zone. Racing in after it is Ludwig against Leslie. Ludwig round behind the Vancouver goal. All the way back to Hazel. The line with the shot. Miro on the save. Rebound quickly cleared. Knocked down the line. And the Giants get it out through center ice. Get the five-minute mark here in this first period. Still no score. As winning it back into the Vancouver zone is Saushin. Play this right wing with a shot and a save made by Mirold. And he holds on to that on one of the good chances on the right wing for Seattle, Bill. Yeah, well, you know... It- you're kind of anxious to see what the goaltender Mirawald is faced with and when he has to make some saves in his own zone. Good position there. He's got excellent position. The way the goaltenders are taught to play the position, Greg would know that is better than anybody. But you know what? He's nervous. Obviously, he's been tested. He's made a couple good saves. That last one, Seattle won a race to the puck on uh, in the Vancouver zone, got it back to the point. It was a pretty good shot on net. 4-4 shots on net to this point. Alberta chips it into the Seattle zone for Hansik to race it after. He's pushed to the board there by Peckford. And the Thunderbirds come up with the puck and play it up the left wing. Krinkovic will play it up to the Vancouver line. Pass it escape. Comes down to Krinkovic. He can't find it. And quickly Vancouver will turn it back. Kadu firing it up for Boucher and across the line with a wrist shot. And Ratzlaff snags that with a glove and holds on to it for a whistle. And then Cadu is knocked down the side of the Seattle Nets. I like the exits for Vancouver. They're coming out of their zone pretty clean. Obviously, the question is what kind of defensive coverage have you got? Who's taking the shot for Seattle and from what position? You know, you're talking awful lot about hockey sense. And where you really notice hockey sense in a player is, you know, their passing game. You don't really notice hockey sense as much shooting or just skating, but how well they pass and move the puck. Both teams have done a good job of that. Seattle wins the faceoff in their own zone, slap it around the left wing boards. It'll bounce back to Hyde Davidson, number five. He'll play a cross ice on the right wing for Minio, who'll rifle it into the Vancouver zone. Beating it on to the left wing side is Aremba. He can't get past Roberts, and the Giants will play it around the boards, held into the blue line, played down into the corner as Lanco throws a hit on the fortune there against Doobie. Now Doobie turning with a puck in the corner in the Vancouver zone. See, Eddie, that's where they can't come away with that puck. That's too much possession for Seattle inside the Vancouver zone. But now you get it on your stick, it's got to be, it's got to come out. And it just about does. Davison holds the line and sends it to behind the Vancouver goal. That allows Seattle to make some changes on the fly. 
gives time for Roberts to start up. His stretch pass doesn't connect with May, and this will result in an icing against Vancouver. With six minutes and 29 seconds gone here in the first period, still no score. We'll step aside as you're listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Faceoff will be to the right of the Vancouver goal. Shots are 5-4 in favor of the Giants. And the Thunderbirds win the Rossakumas with a shot off of Vancouver's stick and went wide to the net. Now Haynes will play it up the right wing. That's knocked down by Ludwig. Bouncing puck in the slot. And it comes back to the right point to Kai Kanak. He'll play it down the right boards in the Vancouver zone. And May trying to dig it loose out of skates. Gets up the wing for Gronick. He can't get it past the pinching Seattle Thunderbirds defenseman. Now Haynes, he'll bounce it off the glass to get it down the ice into the Seattle zone. And good weight on it allows Vancouver to get in a change. Now play cross ice, and Cull knocks down a loose puck deep in the Seattle zone. Now throwing a hit on the four check is Botchek. Cull comes up with a puck. He'll play it all the way back to the left point to Palmieri. He'll try and return it down the boards for Julian Cull. Now Cull gets the puck, but he's puck checked. And Seattle will bounce it off the glass to get it down the ice into the Vancouver zone. Now a dangerous pass is picked off, but the Giants are able to recover as the ever-so-dangerous Krinkovic was lurking as he was picked up from Saskatoon in a marquee trade in the offseason by Seattle. Now Mayadovic dumps it into the Vancouver zone. Leslie back for the puck. He'll chip it back deep into his zone. Zone for Palmieri. He'll drop it off for Sam Hunzik. He'll backhand up the right wing for Ty Halliburta. will just play it to center ice. Hansel. He'll fire it to center ice. Sauchin for Krinkovic. He'll play it on to the right wing. Centering pass in front. He's a chance, and they score. Grayson Sauchin slides it through, and Seattle takes the one to nothing lead. You know, there was a, an excellent example of having to battle hard for the puck if you're a Giants, never getting really good control of it, not able to chip it out of your own zone, and turning it over. And when you got a turnover that happens right there in a the neutral ice area, you know, take it wide, a really good job of going to the front of the net to make sure that you, you know, you're in a position to score that goal. He's on his knees and he does that. This is really just good job by Souchin and what a nice find he's been for that uh, Seattle Thunderbird team. A lot of hard work to move that puck from one side of the ice to the other and then have Souchin going to the front of the net and almost on his knees putting the puck past the goaltender. one nothing. At this point for the Seattle Thunderbirds, shots and goal are 5-5, but that was a hard work, gritty goal by the Seattle Thunderbirds. And now they have a chance as they wheel in on the right wing side. Popovich, wrist shot, put it wide in the stick side. Seattle looking to add to their lead. Ludwig now on the puck, centers it out in front, it's tipped wide of the goal by Popovich. Pinching in is Hyde Davidson. He'll play it around to the near boards in the Vancouver zone. Cadu will play it up the right wing. And it's held in the line. And now Vancouver gets it through center ice. But quickly, Davison dumps it right back into the Giants' zone. Seattle making a full-scale change. As Cadu throws a hit along the boards. And now Thorpe comes back for the puck. Poked back to the blue line. Held in, and the snapshot goes wide to the Vancouver Nets. Tom Cadu. They'll play it up right wing for Ethan Seminuk. He's met by a pinch in Kovacs. And the shot by Middlestad went wide. Good Seattle response after taking a one to nothing lead. See how Vancouver responds to this pressure. And now Hansik pokes out a loose puck and sends it down the ice into the Thunderbird zone. And this is an icing against the Giants. And a tired group of Giants gonna have to stay for a defensive zone draw bill. Well, let me let me tell you about Grayson Souchin, the 17-year-old from Grand Prairie. Actually, 
played in the U.S. He, in the U.S. prospect draft, or priority draft, he went number one overall. Uh, his preseason was nothing short of really good. Three games played, he had six assists, and he really compliments the other guys. You know, his first game in the Western Hockey League in preseason, the guy that you just saw score the goal, he had four assists against Portland. He made notice right away, gave notice that he was going to be a key part to this Seattle team, and he's open to scoring here. Vancouver has to rebound now. It's a matter of what happens, Eddie, in the next 30 seconds. Where is that puck going to be? Whose possession is it? What zone is it going to be at? See, this isn't good right there. Let's see if Vancouver can recover. They do. In comes Jaden Lipinski in the Seattle zone, the right wing with Semenuk, centering pass in the middle, blocked by Hansel, but Gronick follows up. He's bumped along the boards in the Seattle zone, frees it up for Lipinski, poked back to the line, rushed out by Haynes, and a save made by Ratzlaff. And there's your Vancouver push that you were looking for, Bill. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what happened. And it takes a guy like Lipinski, the six foot three forward, to corral that puck in the offensive zone and then get it back to Haynes. He's a defenseman. That was a good job of Lipinski getting it to Haynes. Good job of getting it on the net. Here's Lipinski, six foot three of him. Actually has the puck knocked off his stick. Haynes right there to pick it up, walks in, gets the shot. Retzlaff really makes no mistake on really what is a pretty easy save. One goal and six assists for seven points and 35 games for Haynes last year with the Tri-City Americans. Puck in the Vancouver zone. Rimmed around the left wing boards for Lankel. He'll play in the middle of the ice for Matty Edwards. Now to Boucher. He'll flip it into the Seattle zone. And is poked around and starting it back is Sawyer Minio. He'll get it up the right wing to center ice. And is chipped into the Vancouver zone. Earwald out of his net. He'll just play it free. And now Vancouver will start out with the right wing feed for Matty Edwards. Through the middle for Boucher. He'll just bump it to the Seattle blue line. Now Kovacs. He'll flip it down the ice into the Vancouver zone. Race for the puck, Palmieri in there, and this can result in an icing against Seattle. And now we have a little pushing and shoving it behind the Vancouver Nets. Well, last year, these two teams, it was 4 nothing for wins for the Seattle Thunderbirds. They outscored Vancouver 24-6. It was Ty Thorpe with two points. There were six Vancouver Giants, six different scores to get the six goals. And the goaltenders, they split it against Vancouver. How about this? Scott Retzlaff, the goalie tonight in the net for the Seattle Thunderbirds, played two games. He was 2-0 and a 9-3-5 save percentage. Very impressive for the 17-year-old from Irma, Alberta. Thomas Millich also getting some goaltending duty for Seattle as well. Was their man in between the pipes in their playoff run to the Western Hockey League final. Played all of the games. Retzloff didn't get one, but nonetheless, both good goaltenders. Camazot the line with a wrist shot off a Seattle stick up and over the glass and out of play. Well, you got to find your appointment, as Vancouver did right there. They got it back to Camazola. He got the shot and a good defensive team. And, you know, the goaltender's got to be so thankful for any player on your team that deflects a puck up into the netting. That's a puck you didn't have to save. You didn't have to make a play on. It's exactly what happened. But it's an offensive opportunity here, too. Now Vancouver makes a line change. Sending out Thorpe to take the face off alongside Halliburton. Hansek directly behind Ty Thorpe. Puck comes to Hansek. He shoots and that one off is sticking over top of the goal. Vancouver got the chance that they wanted off the offensive zone faceoff. Thorpe digs it free. Turning in the right wing corner of the Seattle zone. But he's checked and turning the other way is Souchin. He'll get it up for Mayadovic or roll it into Vancouver's zone. Centering pass blocked by a good stick by Haynes. Now Thorpe turning with the puck. He'll just roll it to center ice. 
And Souchin will take control for Seattle. Just past the 10-minute mark here in the first period. 1-0 Thunderbirds leading as Haynes is back for the puck. The backhand of the right wing for Ty Thorpe with some room to start up for the Giants. Dangerous pass, nearly gave it away on a spin pass, but Haynes recovers for Ty Thorpe. And now it's played back for Tom Cadu. Lead pass through the middle of the ice for Julian Culp. He'll snap it to center for Thorpe, who's laid in his ship. Takes a tumble in the neutral zone. And middle staff flips it off his stick and over the glass in out of play. Ty Thorpe is playing his 199th game in the Western Hockey League tonight. You know, as a 20-year-old, he obviously wears number eight for Vancouver. He's trying desperately to sign a pro hockey contract. Unbelievably, for my money, consistent work ethic. You know what you're getting from him all the time. And boy, does number eight ever do a lot of heavy lifting for this Vancouver Giant team. 16 goals and 44 points for Thorpe a year ago. As they battle for the puck in the neutral zone. And the Giants dump it into the Seattle end. Julian Cole, the sharp angle shot off the stick of Minio and up and over the glass and out of play. As this game will settle down here in the last couple of moments, Bill, after Vancouver, Seattle rather, took the one to nothing lead. Well, Seattle, I talked about it on the pregame show with, with, with uh, Greg and yourself. What a preseason. They scored five goals in each of the four games. They started four different goalies, four different goalies. No more than one 20-year-old in any game played. And they really only dressed one defense over 18 years old one time. This is a pretty balanced team this Seattle and young. Roberts with a shot off the faceoff. That just went over top of the nets. Now Vancouver in possession in the Seattle zone. But again, the pokes it free through center ice. He's turned back in the neutral zone by Camazola. They swatted the puck. It bounces into the Vancouver end. Here's Dumi with a rush shot. Scores! From the right wing side, Braden Doobie gives Seattle a 2-0 lead. I want to show you something. If we can just get it back to that scrum along the boards, hopefully we can cue that up. There are five Vancouver Giants between the center ice dot and the boards. All five of them after the puck. Everybody's excited about get it. Count them. One, two, three, four. There's one more there. So what happens? Once that puck squirts out of there, it's free sailing. You just can't you know, overextend yourself manpower. Get another look at it there. They're all fighting for that puck. Who comes away with it? Who's got a free lane? I'm sure Miro will probably want that one back. That was a good shot. Good bullet, quick one. No question as Doobie makes it 2-0 for Vancouver. Well, we expected this game to be a test for Vancouver. Now it's officially become that here in this first period. 2-0 in favor of the defending Western Conference champions. Pass for Hansel is pinched in deep. Can't center it out in front. Now he battles for it in the corner. And it winds up behind the Vancouver net. Palmeria played around the boards. And is held in the blue line only for a moment. Now the Giants bounce into the center for Hansik. His pass in the middle just out of the reach of Halliburta. Now Hansel will start it back for Seattle. Jeremy Hansel leaves at the line for Majadovic. His weak backhand, nicely blocked there by Leslie. He'll just find open ice and lift the puck through center ice. Easton Kovacs, D to D to Jeremy Hansel. Hands on the pass, and Seattle tips it into the Vancouver zone. Now a stretch pass is intercepted and is lifted deep into the Vancouver end. Leslie back for the puck, chips it past a pair of Seattle four checkers, and Palmeria flip it off the glass to get it out through center ice. Just over seven minutes remaining here in this first period. 2-0 in favor of the Thunderbirds. Battle for the puck in the neutral zone. Lankow trying to dig it out of skates. 
And he'll get it to Boucher, who forces it inside the Seattle line only for a moment. And Kovacs will quickly play it back to the Vancouver zone. Canoe trading at his own end. Stretch pass to center ice for Boucher, who's knocked down the neutral zone by Kovacs. Now an active stick by Matty Edwards. Can't quite get a hold of that puck. And now the Giants lift it into the Seattle end. Ty Kanak back for the puck. He'll bump it back for Kovacs behind the Seattle goal. He'll start up the right wing for the Thunderbirds and flip it down into the Vancouver end. Race for the puck, and the icing is waved off as Remba got there first. But he ran into a couple of Giants, and they come up with a puck and get it through center ice. Anyhow, let me get through for Tiege Ginlam. He's bumped along the boards by Kadu, who takes the puck. He'll play it around the left wing side for Haynes. His pass to the middle is intercepted, and a weak shot from the line goes wide to the Vancouver goal. Now May trying to dig for that puck. And a battle there with Doobie. Now they dig for it in skates and just bump back to the line. Nico Sakumas, his long shot went wide to the Vancouver goal. Kadu racing after the puck. He's met by a couple of Thunderbirds. May in there helping out for the Giants. And Edwards comes up with the puck. And he'll just guide it down into the Seattle zone for Bocek to race in after it. And he's beaten to it by Sakuma, so he'll just play it through center ice. 5.35 gone here in the first period. Pass for Lipinski in the Seattle zone, the left wing. He'll take it down deep on Sawyer Miniom. Now free it up for Ethan Semenuk. He's pinned to the boards by Sakumas. As it's in skates in the Seattle zone, squirts through into the middle. And starting out is Ludwig. He'll just bounce it into the Vancouver end. And Camazol is back for the puck. He'll chip it up the right wing glass. Gloved down by Colton Roberts. Quickly pounded there by Krinkovic. Feeding it back to the line, but the Giants break that up. And up they start through center. Here's Semenuk in the left wing with Lipinski. Semenuk loses it in front. And Lipinski tipped it just wide. To the line to Roberts. His snapshot intensely wide. Now Gronick behind the Seattle net. Dropping it off in the corner for Jaden Lipinski who turns. Being watched closely there by Hanslow. Pokes the puck free. And Seattle played it around the left wing side. Roberts pinches him, and Seattle gets it through center ice. But quickly, Gronick is on the puck, and he snaps it right back into the Thunderbirds' end. Eight around for Davidson. He'll bump it back for Jeremy Hansel as Gronick heads off on a change. As Halliburton, Thorpe, and Hansen come out for Vancouver. Hansel starting up for Seattle. Hang it on to the right wing, broken up by Gustick in the neutral zone, and in comes Hansek to Halliburton. Hansek to Thorpe, and that pass is blocked. Promising looking three-man rush. But good active six broke that up. Mayadovic the other way for Seattle. He's in on the left wing. Turning on the corner against Palmieri. He'll play it at the boards. Now Mayadovic gets a return pass. Played back to the line. And the Thunderbirds will play it into the corner. Palmieri will play it around for Mass and Leslie. Up the left wing boards for Hansik. He saw some pressure pinching in. It was Bryce Pickford, number eight. Hansik using his skates to protect the puck in the defensive zone. Now Pickford pokes it free, but it comes loose to Damian Palmieri. The backhander on the right wing, intercepted by Miniom. He's stick-checked, and Vancouver will start it back. Play it up for Halliburton. His pass is blocked. The following up of the play is Palmieri. Lost the handle of the puck, and turning it back is done for Seattle, but he's poke-checked. And Ty Thorpe is laid in the ship. He'll retreat back into his own zone, and Vancouver will get in a change. 3.25 remaining here in the first period. 2-0 in favor of Seattle. McGinlaw on the puck in the bank of his own. the slot, a one-timer ripped wide of the goal on a chance for Pickford in the slots. You now see they... how Pickford got into that spot? I mean, this is a defensive and that moved right between the hash marks in front of the net. And I don't think anybody picked him up. McGinlaw put it right on his stick. Battle for it down deep in the Vancouver zone to the right of Mirwald. And it comes loose to Kadu, turning away from the pressure of Aremba. 
Cadoo protecting the puck. He's just pushing the boards as Aremba just staying right with him. Now again on the pocket behind the back of her net. Plays the puck in front. Where is it? And it's put off the post, I believe, as Aginla let that shot go. Now Lanko under some pressure. He's turned back and bumped off the puck. And they swat at it and it winds up in the corner in the Vancouver zone. Canoe playing it around for Paul Mary. He'll return it to Tom Canoe. Stretch pass to the Seattle line and Boucher will tip it in deep. Red Slab will set it up for Canuck. He'll bump it back for Easton Kovacs with 2.20 remaining here in this first period. 2-0 in favor of Seattle on white spot Vancouver Giants hockey on Sportsnet 650. Puck snap right back into the Vancouver zone. And this is an icing against the Thunderbirds. And on that note, we will step aside as you're listening to white spot Vancouver Giants hockey on Sportsnet 650. Face off will be to the left of the Seattle goal. Lipinski on the face off against Grayson Souchin. Out to one of the Seattle goals here in this first period. Now Savinik turns and fires with a shot. That's blocked. And Krinkovic will at least get into center for Seattle. Now play back for Roberts. And forced to go back for it deep into his own zone for Vancouver. Roberts protecting the puck. Kamazola comes back to help out. Puck squirts out in front. Comes free to Lipinski. His pass blocked there by Sauchin. And now Seattle getting organized in the neutral zone. And it's dumped right back into the Vancouver end by Bryce Pickford. Mirwall to play it at the left wing. And Camazola snap a right wing pass to Lipinski. Now to Semenuk, cutting it on goal. Semenuk shoots, scores! With 90 seconds left in the first period, Ethan Semenuk pulls the Giants within one. It's a 2-1 game. I think you'll see on this goal some strength by Semenek. He fights off for good position. What a great job of protecting the puck. He does on 16-year-old Brian Pickford. That takes that pass from Lipinski. Look at that puck protection. Catches the goaltender, red slap a little deep in the net. He's probably watching Semenek go by the defenseman. Gets caught deep and Semenek gets Vancouver's first goal of the season. It comes in the last two minutes of this first period. Really, really important for the Giants to get on the board late in this first period. And now the task is to make sure it's at least a 2-1 game, if not a 2-2 game, going to the dressing room. Puck in the Vancouver zone. Steal by Seattle. Wrist shot and a save made by Mirwald. And that's an important one with a minute to go as Seattle was looking to make it a two-goal game again. Well, what happens... You know, I don't care how many Seattle Thunderbirds are not here. And, and we talked about 12 of them being at camp of six which can come back. But those are your goal scorers. That's your offense. You don't go as far as the, Van- the uh, Seattle Thunderbirds did last year to the Western Hockey League final without having, uh, you know, a checking ability, without having a bounce back. That is a bounce back play right there, right after, uh, you know, Semenuk has given him that put Vancouver on the board the Seattle Thunderbirds come back and show that experience of getting right back into the Vancouver Giants zone I love the way they are playing a defensive part of the hockey game so far this first period the Seattle Thunderbirds now we're in the last minute of play in the first period puck in the Vancouver zone Lipinski trying to protect the puck now centering pass that's cleared away to the boards now in a battle on the wall is Semenek the goal scorer gets it through 
for Lipinski, who fights it and gets it deep into the Seattle end. Now the Thunderbirds will regroup deep in their own end. Lay it D to D to Sakumis. He'll bank it up the right wing. It'll bounce into the Vancouver zone. 20 seconds remaining in the first period as Roberts will play it around the boards. Held it by Sakumis at the line. His shot blocked by Holm. Now done in the slot with the rush shot. Mirabal the save. Juggles the rebound. Where is it? He is down. Loose puck. Bouncing in the slot. Sakumis shoots. Mirabal the save. Still loose. Scramble for it. And Mirabal has got it. What a sequence for 2.1 to go, Bill. I'll tell you something, folks. You don't get a much bigger or longer flurry in the crease, and you're going to see right here, there's a loose puck. Who's going to get it? Who's going to knock somebody now? Keep it going. It's back into the crease. There's more action there. Who's left standing in a white shirt? Who's got that puck? You know, the goaltender, Mirwald is on the ice and finally says, I have that thing. What a flurry with two seconds left in the first period. With two of the most dangerous Seattle players in that scramble in Souchin and Krenkovic. Face off to the left of Mirwald, and the puck goes the boards off the draw. And the Vancouver Giants will go to the dressing room trailing Seattle by a score of 2-1. to one. And thanks in part to some big saves from goaltender Brent Mirwald. Yeah, no, that, that was important. I, I, you know what? The most important thing for me in, in that flurry at the end was at the compete level, the fight level of the goaltender. Not sure he should be down on all, you know, on all fours like that the way he was, but nonetheless, there was a lot of guys be, behind him and around him, and he tried to make uh, this, you know, try to get a freeze of the puck. I don't think, Eddie, I don't think it was a question of making a save. It was a question of finding that loose puck and getting a whistle. Yeah, that was one of the more chaotic scenes that we've seen early on in this first period. But the Giants with a late goal in the first period cut the Seattle lead to 2-1. To and on that note, we'll step aside and come back with our first period scoring summary as you're listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Time to break down the first 20 minutes. This is the Vancouver Giants Intermission on Vancouver's home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. Welcome back to the Langley Event Center. It's a 2-1 Seattle lead after 20 minutes of play. It is time now for the first intermission presented by White Spot. I'm Eddie Gregory along with Bill Wilms. And Bill, we knew Seattle was going to be a good test for Vancouver here in this first game of the Western Hockey League season and they got off on the right foot opening the scoring eight minutes into this first period. Yeah 7.50 in uh, you know there's a turnover in the neutral ice area I talk about Vancouver not getting the puck out of their own end sometimes you get it into the neutral ice area Eddie but you don't advance it much beyond that and you get a good team with a good transition uh, game and they're they're really good. Krinkovic to Myadovic you know, he goes down that right side, and boy, does Grayson Sachin go do a nice job of going to the front of the net. Uh, I'm very impressed with this youngster. First overall pick in the U.S. priority draft overall, you know, by the Seattle Thunderbirds. And, you know, he gets his first. A guy that had six assists in the preseason, led the team in scoring. Uh, I, I thought that was a wonderfully earned, hard-earned, if you will, kind of a greasy goal, 750 in. Seattle 1-0 lead. And the Thunderbirds would look to build on that 
just about almost six minutes later, and a shot from the right wing side makes it 2-0 in favor of the visitors. Yeah, the puck along the boards between the blue lines. Actually, it's almost right in front of the Seattle bench against the wall, and, you know, I mean, sure, you're intense. You're the Vancouver Giants. You're watching the puck. Honestly, there were there, the four guys, the five guys were on the other half of the ice from the center dot to the boards, and who sneaks away but Brandon Doobie, and he goes down that right wing and, you know, rips a shot. I'm not so sure Mirwald, uh, you know, might have wanted a second chance if he could have had one on that, a mulligan on the save. But nonetheless, at 11.46, it's 2-0 Seattle. And at that point in time, you're looking to see how the Vancouver Giants find a way to respond. And that response came late in the first period here tonight. Well, you know, earlier when it was 1-0 Seattle, Lipinski did that really good job of getting a puck back to Haynes. He did a nice job protecting it, got it back, Haynes shot. I like Lipinski's play. I liked it even more when just over the Vancouver or the Seattle blue line, he finds Semenuk. And boy, does Ethan Semenuk, he had eight goals last year, five assists. He had the 13 points. Does he do a real good job of fighting off and protecting the puck on top of Bryson Pickford, a 16-year-old defenseman, kind of goes around him and finds a way to slide it past Scott Retzlaff. Hope we set that up good enough because this is the way Eddie called it. Sounded like this. Now Seattle getting organized in the neutral zone. And it's dumped right back into the Vancouver end by Bryce Pickford. Near wall to play it at the left wing. And Camazola snap a right wing pass to Lipinski. Now to Semenuk, cutting it on goal. Semenuk shoots, scores! With 90 seconds left in the first period, Ethan Semenuk pulls the Giants within one. It's a 2-1 game. Greg, uh, probably more concerned about goaltending than anybody else in this booth here between the three of us. Tell me quickly, what did you see from Brett Merwall, the Vancouver Giant goaltender? Well, if we're talking about the last sequence there, I saw a lot of battle in him. <laughs> it was, that was probably one of the longest drawn-out scramble sequences I've seen in a long time. And you could tell he was a little bit nervous early on. There were some jitters. Uh, a couple of rebounds were popping out of his chest. But I think as the period went along, we saw him settle down. And towards the end, I think, is more of the Merwall that we can expect to see. Uh, I think he's uh, he's certainly a, a guy that can fill the gap if, if you're looking for somebody that can uh, step into that role. I, I feel confident. Uh, I know like the, the, the two early goals were, were a bit of a, a tough one and tough to swallow, but I think he, he inspired some confidence, especially with that, that final sequence. Shots are 12-7 in favor of Seattle in that first period. It's a 2-1 game after 20 minutes of play. We'll come back with more Greg Malik as you're listening to White Spot, Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Say hello to Haddock at White Spot. Enjoy two pieces of delicious battered haddock or a crispy Cajun fish po' boy with our signature Kennebec fries. On for a limited time, so catch it while you can. Only at White Spot. See you soon. Help Canuck Place Children's Hospice make lasting memories for children with life-threatening illnesses and their families. Purchase your 50-50 tickets at CanuckPlaceRaffle.com by October 4th. 19 plus to play, know your limit, play within it. More points, more offers, more savings. PC Optimum Points Days have arrived. Here's Candace. Hey PC, this was the first year I took advantage of your Points Days event, and I walked away with a fridge full of food, plus an extra 112,000 points. That's like 112 bucks back. Sounds like your Points Days literally paid off, Candace. With offers in every aisle and billions of points up for grabs, PC Optimum Points Days are one of the ways we make every day better. On now until September 28th. Open the PC Optimum app today and start earning. 
prices are up, interest rates are up. How am I supposed to get a new vehicle, let alone make my other payments? Well, have you heard of Journey Chrysler? Who? Journey Chrysler. I heard them on the radio. They talked about cash back to consolidate high interest loans. And this month, they have 0% financing. You should go see them. They're in Poco, off the Lougheed and Dominion, I think. JourneyChryslerDodgeDeepRam.com? That's them. Life's a journey. Let's go. Hi, I'm Paul Zirk from The Destination. You might have heard of our kids' ski and snowboard programs, where you can change sizes as often as your kids grow. It's a great idea for growing kids, but every December, a lot of people are disappointed because we sold out. I'm here to encourage you to get in early, Get your kids on our lease program, that's what it's called, and relax in December. You can find details at thedestination.ca or come in and see us. The Destination, Slope Outfitters in North Van, Vancouver's favorite kids fitters. Sabolski, I've been looking for you. Hello, Priestley. Come to chirp me over that foul ball that hit my vehicle? Not at all, buddy. Just wanted to talk to you about creating a new radio ad for Dunbar Lumber. Okay, something like, Dunbar Lumber has been one of Metro Vancouver's most trusted building suppliers for 50 years, providing quality products along with top-notch service. I love it. Anything else you want to add? How about, I got two cups and you have... Why do I even bother? Visit Dunbar Lumber on Bridge Street in Ladner, or Peter Street in Vancouver, or online at DunbarLumber.com. Live and in-person October 20th and 21st, it's the BC Construction Health and Safety Conference, an on-site trade show, featured keynote speakers, and more at the Pinnacle Harbour Front Hotel in Vancouver. All of this with breakfast and lunch included for just $375 plus GST. Proudly sponsored by Aveda, who leads the world in connecting leading global organizations and ensures that every workplace is safe and sustainable by building stronger relationships with clients and suppliers. Register now at bccsaconference.ca. Now more of the Vancouver Giants intermission. You're on Sportsnet 650, Vancouver's home of hockey. Well, we're 20 minutes into the WHL season here on White Spot, Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Greg Ballack here in the first intermission alongside Eddie Gregory. 2-1, to one, the Seattle Thunderbirds lead it after 20 minutes. And uh, we'll use this intermission here. We only got about nine minutes left here uh, to talk, but... Uh, Eddie, well, we already did your introduction, so I think we can skip past all that stuff. Let's talk about the game at hand here today. Uh, what did you see in that opening 20 minutes? For me, I thought it was a bit of a tale of two periods where the, the first half, you could tell they were still kind of figuring stuff out, uh, getting up to the level of their opponent, but I felt like the second half, the Giants really came into their own. Yeah, it really started to pick up, and you could see that Vancouver started to spend a little bit more time in the Seattle zone, and you know, there was that one chance that was developing into a three-man rush for Vancouver. It really would have been their best scoring chance in the first period were it not for the goal by Lipinski with 90 seconds left, but some good active six from the Seattle defense broke that up. And that's where I really thought that Vancouver started to find their game in the offensive zone. You could see that they were being active, you know, chipping the puck in deep and then getting in on the forward check, bumping it back to the blue line, generating chances from the blue line and, you know, getting some bodies in front and creating some havoc in and around the net. And that's probably where we're going to see Vancouver look to try and generate some of their offense in the final 40 minutes of this one here tonight. Now with so much flux in the roster, it's tough to get kind of a good idea of what the Giants are bringing or what Seattle's bringing, but uh, what are, who are some of the guys out there that you're seeing that are you know, fighting for their job or fighting for a bigger role on this team uh, that you're looking to see make an impression? Well, I mean, this team is just full of a lot of blue-collar guys that are going to be getting an opportunity. I mean, you know, you're going to be led by the guys at the top of your lineup, whether it be, say, a Ty Thorpe. But, you know, he's playing with two of the, you know, first-year players for Vancouver. You know, we're 
younger players anyways yeah. for Vancouver, Sam Hanzik and Ty Halliburton, a second-year player. So, you know, those guys are getting prime opportunities, you know, to really try and push some of the offensive attack for Vancouver. And, you know, we'll see what, you know, those guys can do and really generate, you know, some of the offense. You know, I've noticed Hanzik in both sides of the ice, and I think you really notice the poise that he plays in his game. And he's not always going to be the most flashy, but I think just positionally he's yeah. going to be very, very noticeable. And, and we'll see what Ty Halliburton does in his second year. And, you know, it really didn't, that gets down to, you know, just a lot of players that like to work. You know, yeah. work the walls, you know, chip it in deep, be smart, get to the dirty areas. You know, it's not always going to be flashy and it's not always going to be pretty, but as long as it's hardworking and effective, it still does the same job, yeah. right? Well, as Bill said in the pregame, you know, this could be a Giants team that has a slew of, you know, 15 to 20 goal scorers. They may not have the, the one superstar that's that's way above the rest. Maybe they'll stop Chuck when he comes back, you're hoping, but uh, most of this team will be made up of those of those guys that you said that are just going to chip in any way they can. And it's, it's Michael Dick's job to sort of rearrange those pieces as the season goes on to make it work. That really is going to be the case. And, you know, you look at a guy like Lipinski, who gets that big goal tonight with 90 seconds left in mm. the first period to make it a 2-1 to game. And, you know, that's his last two goals, if you want to go back to preseason, are pretty big goals, Yeah. you know, to make it a 2-1 to game here tonight. I mean, he had the game winner with just over a minute to go in the final exhibition game, the lone win that Vancouver had yeah. in exhibition play against the Kelowna Rockets. So, you know, it's not just sometimes how you score goals, it's when you score goals and what they mean yeah. for your team. And, you know, those Lipinski goals are good examples of that. And how does Vancouver build on that? Well, for me with Lipinski, I think the way he scored is also important, though, because from watching him last year, I, you've watched enough junior hockey, you know that there's guys that play a certain style, but when they come into the league, they just may not have that strength. They may not have that speed quite yet to play an effective way that style. But watching him this year and seeing a goal like that where he drives around a defenseman, drives to the front of the net, if he could keep doing that on a consistent basis, that'll help the Giants in a big, big way. And another thing about those last two goals, both of them were off the rush, yeah. right? And you know how many teams are just crying for a guy to score goals off the rush? I mean, we can only go off of what we see. Well, those last two goals are off the rush, and I'm sure that's very exciting for all the Giants brass as well. Yeah, strength and, and, and ability to drive to the net are going to be keys to his game going forward. And, and sometimes it's what it takes. It's junior hockey. All it takes is a year of, you know, an offseason of getting stronger, getting faster, and they're just that much more effective. And you can really see guys take a huge leap from one year to the next. I'm hoping it's Lipinski. I mean, how many times have you gone down the hockey DB rabbit hole and you see guys, you know, play 40, 50 games and, you know, the numbers on paper aren't there. And then all of a sudden, year two, year three, yeah. and just that jump is just significant, right? Just that year of strength and experience, yeah. more opportunity, you know, allows those players to really elevate their games as they grow in their developments. Yeah, I want to say it was, it was almost a little frustrating watching Lipinski before. Not, not because of it, his fault. It was just he was trying to play a certain way, and he just wasn't quite there yet. It, if he's there this year, that's that's going to help big time. And, and you mentioned Hanzik a little bit earlier in our conversation. Uh, uh, first look at him, uh, you know, playing in the smaller ice surface here. And, and you knew he was a big guy coming in, but you weren't kind of sure what his playing style was like. I'm going to say a lot grittier than I was expecting. He was mixing it up with some guys behind the play, not afraid to get his uh, his, his elbows in into, into those corners, work out that puck as it, as it looks, at least from that first period that we saw. And that's certainly something that Bill Wills is really going to be keeping an yeah. eye on, is how does he adapt to the physical element of the Western Hockey League? And 
you know, that's really the big thing that, you know, you notice when you come to this league is it's a much more physical league, and, you know, this league is going to test you physically, and Anzik's going to get that test. Well, we will look forward to seeing more what this Giants group has to bring in the second period. They currently trail the Seattle Thunderbirds 2-1, to one, a goal by Lipinski towards the end of the period to get them on the board, cut that lead in half. We'll find out what happens in the second period. Eddie Gregory and Bill Wilms with the call next. You're listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. This is the Four Seasons, composed by Antonio Vivaldi. Beautiful, isn't it? And this is Jeep Season, composed by, well, everyone who loves to drive a Jeep. Beautiful, isn't it? Jeep Season is here. Select owners get up to $4,500 in discounts, plus $1,000 toward their monthly payments on select Jeep models. See your Jeep dealer for details. At TSC, we care about shopping better. Discover exclusive daily offers on all your favorite brands, in-home, kitchen, fashion, and jewelry. Shop your way with interest-free easy pay. Enjoy the products you love at amazing prices and feel good about your choices because smart, savvy shopping is always worth it. Let's shop better at tsc.ca. Kubota Compact Construction Equipment will make you a champion. Build your team to win for years to come with Kubota skid steers, excavators, and loaders from Avenue Machinery and Douglas Lake Equipment, merging to become your Kubota All-Star team, giving you water selection and even better service coverage. Get the Kubota equipment you need with 0% financing so you can win within the cap. Big or small, get the respect and support you deserve. AvenueMachinery.ca, DouglasLakeEquipment.com. Smiley face emoji posters, map checkers, phone call makers, swipers, likers, and status updaters. We see you. Bumper to bumper, at a red light, just waiting your turn at a four-way stop. We see you. Because your cell phone hiding antics aren't a match for our tactics. New tools, new techniques, new ways to catch distracted drivers. Think you won't get caught? It's only a matter of time before we see you. Brought to you by your local police. When you need an appraisal, trust the experience of Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. An institution of Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley, Campbell and Pound has provided top-tier service to the mortgage brokerage, credit union, and financial community since 1939. Campbell and Pound is a local family-owned business and platinum member of the Better Business Bureau, specializing in will probates, estate valuation, financial, and litigation appraisal. Whether it's residential, commercial, or consulting, trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit Campbell-Pound com today at toyota our vehicles have always had quality and durability built right in because i'll slam this car door a million no a gazillion times quality means everything to us because it means everything to you lease a 2022 rav4 le all-wheel drive from 84 dollars weekly for 60 months at 5.99 percent with 2800 dollars down visit shoptoyota.ca or your pacific toyota dealer today it's time to Toyota. Time for the second period of Vancouver Giants hockey on Sportsnet 650, Vancouver's home of hockey. Silver and blue or whatever. Heading Gregory along with Bill Wills from the Langley Event Center. It's 2-1 Seattle heading to the second period of play. The second period of Vancouver Giants hockey is brought to you by White Spot. 
Well, Bill, the Vancouver Giants had a strong finish to that first period and looking to build on it coming into period number two here tonight against Seattle. Well, you feel the uh, the tone in the dressing room uh, across the way there in the Giants dressing room was a whole lot different than had it been 2-0. Uh, you know, they feel, hey, we're on the board. This is doable. We're only trailing by one. And anytime you give up two and trail a hockey game, by two goals at any time and come back and you know get something out of it even though there's you know certainly a lot of time left it's possible and it's really a mindset you got to work play underway with a puck in the vancouver zone palmieri in a battle digs it free but it's taken by the thunderer centered out in front broken out by chronic he can't move it and a backhand put wide to the vancouver goal seattle starting this second period with their top guns as hansel sends it behind the giants net myadovic lost it but it's taken away by Jaden Lipinski, the Vancouver goal scorer in that first period. He'll chip it into the Seattle end. Hansel being hounded on the forecheck by Seminuk, who frees the puck up. Ronick poking at it. Now Sharpening a shot and a save made by Ratzlav as Ty Thorpe off the bench got that shot away. Now Thorpe trying to dig for the puck behind the Seattle net, but it's taken away by Bryce Pickford. He'll weave his way to the line and lost the puck. Now it's bouncing in the Seattle zone. And the Thunderbirds recover and get it up to Jeremy Hansel. He'll try and play it on the right wing. That's Blatty gets it back. Now he centers it. Can't quite connect with Krinkovic, who is in front. Now Semenek with a one-handed pass for Ty Thorpe. He'll play it down for Sam Hunzik with a shot. And that one off is sticking wide as Minio got in the way of that. Now puck played around the boards in the Seattle zone. Haynes pinching in. And the Thunderbirds will chip it through center ice. Tom Cadu. D to D to Haynes. Left wing feed. Didn't get through to Hunzik. And Arembic will carry it back into the Vancouver end. Now Cadu protecting the puck against the rem bump. Haynes in there as well, trying to dig it for Vancouver. Cadu leaning on his check to the left of Mirwald. Now taken to behind the net by Dunn. Being watched closely there by Ty Thorpe. And Thorpe digs it free to Haynes. And he'll start out for Vancouver. Bounce off the boards and get it through for Ty Halliburton. He's in across the Seattle line. And he'll just roll it in deep. Davidson back for the puck. He'll play it up the right wing. And Seattle forced it through center ice, but a good job by Boucher to bump his check off the puck, and that allows Vancouver to play it to the Seattle blue line. Now stretched pass into the neutral zone. Camazola battle there with Dunn. It bounces into the Vancouver end. Camazola quickly up for Lankal. He'll play it back for Boucher. He'll lead the rush in the Seattle zone and chip it in deep as Kanak is back for the puck. He'll flip it up through center ice, not down by Colton Roberts. We'll snap it right back into the Seattle zone. Ratzlaff setting it up for Hyde Davidson. He'll quickly play it up the right wing for Doobie. He lost and gave it away to Colton Lankow. Wrist shot off a of glove and wide. Now Boucher from the right boards in the Seattle zone. He'll leave it the blue line for Roberts. Down the right side. Sending pass in front. Couldn't connect with Camazola pinching in. Boucher fans on his shot. And again, he'll get some help. And it's bounced off the boards through center ice by Davidson. But a promising looking shift for Vancouver. Robertson made a great read to make that play at the blue line. Three minutes gone here in the second period. Two to one Seattle leading as Vancouver controls behind their own net. Camazola with Cullen is right and he feeds in the puck. He has room to skate it through center ice. Cull, he's turned back in the neutral zone. And Mayadovic will roll it deep into the Vancouver end. Krinkovic will race after it in the corner. But the Giants get the right wing to Cull. He'll just roll it through center ice and it's quickly snapped right back in by Nico Sakumas. Colton Roberts behind the Vancouver goal. Long stretch pass. It bounces off Boucher and it slides deep in the Seattle end. 
Rather, it's Botchek and comes in front, and a sharp angle shot, and a save made by Ratslav as Julian Cole snapped that shot from the right wing side. Now we have the first penalty of the game, and I believe it's a charging call as Sakumis was knocked down. And Seattle's going to get the game's first power play. Yeah, you know what? In, in, to start this period, Eddie, you're looking for the first good scoring chance and get one early. They did that on the Thorpe chance. We talked earlier about a great play Roberts made at the blue line in the offensive zone. And you know Cole is going to bring a physical aspect to the game. You know, I like his offensive side. I think he's greatly untapped. Julian Cull from Victoria takes the first penalty, and you're going to have a look at the first penalty kill if you're a Vancouver Giant fan. If you're a Seattle Thunderbird fan, you're looking at the first power play. Seattle's power play was ninth in the Western Hockey League last year, 23.3%. Giants penalty killing was 18th in the league at 76%. Now the Thunderbirds set it up in the Vancouver zone. Minio dishing it over again, though, the one-timer blocked by Paul Mary, and Vancouver plays it through center ice. And in comes Jaden Lipinski, shorthanded down the left wing. Lipinski, he's forced behind the Seattle net. Bounced off the back of the net to himself. In front, and Halliburton swung and missed on a good shorthanded chance as that shot went off the heel of his stick. Promising shorthanded chance for Vancouver. Now Seattle in the midst of a sloppy change nearly got caught with too many men. 50 seconds gone in this Seattle power play. Saushin. He'll snap it into the Vancouver zone. Meeting on the left wing side is Aremba. He lost the puck, and the Giants get it through Center Rice. Ty Thorpe, ragging in the neutral zone. Dropping it back to Haynes. He'll just send it down the ice into the Seattle end, and Vancouver's done a good job so far of not allowing Seattle to set up on this power play, which has 45 seconds remaining in it. Right wing pass at Center Rice for Saushin. To Myadovic, returning it to Saushin. Now on the left wing, and the Thunderbirds will move in. Aremba, he'll play it back. And now Seattle will look to set it up. Krenkovic from the left wing corner. He'll feed it all the way back to the line to Hansel. On to the right side to Myadovic. He'll close in with the roof shot, put it wide on the short side. Bump back to the line to Hansel. 19 seconds remaining in the Seattle power play. Now to Krenkovic, top of the right wing circle. Back to Hansel. Being washed by Bocek. He'll play it onto the left wing side for Saushin. He'll dish on the right side for Krenkovic. Plays it in front. That's redirected and wide by Aremba. As now the penalty to Julian Cull has come to an end. Puck is played in on goal. And Mirwall got a piece of that shot. And Vancouver is back at full strength. And Seattle is 0 for 1 on the power play here tonight. As we approach the six minute mark here in this second period. 2 to 1 Seattle leading in the opening game of the season for the Vancouver Giants and the Seattle Thunderbirds on opening night in the Western Hockey League. Madison Leslie back for the puck in his zone zone for Vancouver, protecting the puck against Dunn. Now Doobie comes in for the puck, centers it, intercepted by Lankow, and Vancouver will start it back. Call will chip it in and racing and after it is Ethan Semenuk. He'll bump there shoulder to shoulder with High Davison, and Seattle played to the line, held in by Palmieri. His wrist shot went high and wide on the glove side of Ratzlaff. Now Lipinski in a battle, working there against, now centered out in front, comes all the way back to Palmieri, screenshot, wrestler the save, loose puck in front, and it comes back to Palmieri, poke past him, and it comes through center ice, and Seattle will force to the Vancouver line, done, 
Waits for a mate to get onside and now backhands it in deep. And now they're going to blow this down on a delayed offside against Seattle with six minutes and 50 seconds gone here in this first, second period. Well, well, what happens so often is, you well, you get a break right now. Teams are going to go to the bench, talk things over. Shots are 13-10 for Seattle. Pretty good. Big momentum boost for the Vancouver Giants to kill that penalty off. They went right back down and did get a scoring chance. I like that. 2-1 Seattle leading as you're listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Play in the Vancouver zone. Camazola starting out with a left wing feed for Kyron Gronick. He'll backhand it into the Seattle end. Going back for the puck is Minio. He'll just play it outside the line where Leslie will drive it right back in. That allows Vancouver to get in a full scale change. And now a stretch pass and it's tipped into the Vancouver zone. And the penalty box gate got knocked open as Popovich was hit right in front of the penalty box directly below us. Haynes controlling behind the Vancouver Nets. Settling things down. And he'll fire up the left wing feed to center ice and Hanzik will swat it into the Seattle end. Rat slap out of his net, setting it up behind the goal. Nice force to play and nearly gave it away to Halliburton. And the Thunderbirds will chip it up the left wing for Sam Aremba. Trying to cut wide on Kadu. Aremba, he's hooked. Centers out in front. Comes all the way back to the line. Mayadovic to the left point to Hansel. Penalty on the way to Vancouver as a slap shot is put wide to the Vancouver net. Goaltender to the bench for the extra attacker. Mayadovic, he'll roll it down in the corner for Saushim. He's met there by Kadu. And the Vancouver Giants are going to be penalized for a second time here in this second period as Tom Cadu is going to head off at 8.05. Sam Maremba, the 17-year-old from Regina, big kid last season. He's a first-round banner pick, I might mention, seventh overall. He's the guy that goes down left wing, draws the penalty. It's the same draft that Connor Bedard went first overall. Mazden Leslie for Vancouver went 10th, and Sam Maremba, the seventh-round pick, down that left wing. He's hooked. He's impeded on the plate of the net. I know there was a horn sound that made people think we were going to a immediate timeout. That wasn't the case. Long and the short of this, it is a Vancouver penalty. And it is a Seattle Thunderbird power play. Holding is the call on Vancouver. Krinkovic from the right wing boards, feeding it back to the line to Jeremy Hansel. He'll dish it on the left wing side for Graydon Saushin. Back to Hansel in the middle with traffic battling in front of the Vancouver net of Mirwald. Krinkovic. Rashad hit a body in front as I think that hit Paul Mary as he's battled with, with Mayadovic in front of the Vancouver goal. Now from the left wing corner. Back to the line to Hansel. Rashad hit the post on the glove side on Mirwald. Krinkovic now working off the right wing boards in the Vancouver zone. Feeds it into the slot and that's broken up by Vancouver and they send it down the ice. Watch Kyle Krinkovic, number 61 for Seattle. He had 32 power play assists last year as a forward. I see the ice so exceptionally well. He's a guy that might be on pace this year for 100 points. Here's Souchin speeding into the Vancouver zone. Round behind the Vancouver net. He'll feed the line. Now to the right point to Jeremy Hansel as the Thunderbirds set it up with a minute remaining in this power play. Krinkovic to the line to Hansel in the middle dishing left side one timer and don't think that got through to the net now Leslie in the corner battling for the puck trying to get some help from Haynes and the Thunderbirds will tip it back to the line to Hansel he'll walk down the left wall Hansel up high to Krenkovic one timer and a glove save by Mirwald that's the guy they want to get that puck to we talked about number 61 you know 
There were 400-plus point guys in the Western Hockey League last year. He was fifth with 94. You saw the release on that shot. They're looking for number 61 right now. Is he going to get it? He gets it. He rips it. Mirwall kind of read that play beautifully. He knew that's where that puck was going and was there to make the save. Seattle holds the line off the face off of the Vancouver zone. Wrist shot, that one off the body and wide of the goal. And now Camazola gets to a loose puck and sends it down into the Seattle end. 25 seconds remaining in the penalty to Tom Canoe. As we approach the midway mark here in this second period, 2-1 Seattle leading. As the Thunderbirds, Ludwig leads the rush into the Vancouver zone on the left wing. He'll bump it back to the blue line. Minio to the right point to Popovich. Back to Minio, high slot. Left side one-timer and a shoulder save by Mirwald. Off of that test from Pickford. Final seconds of the Seattle power play. One-timer and a save made by Mirwald off of Ginla. As now the penalty to Cadoo has come to an end. And Vancouver's killed off two Seattle power plays here in the second period, Bill. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, that's pretty, pretty significant. Uh, you talk about momentum shifts. I, I, I bet you. I mean, I, obviously, I say this facetiously. Next, the next power play is going to the Vancouver Giants, but not that the referee seriously, not that they're trying to do it that way. But you know, that's just the way see, things seem to work out. Now, you've got momentum, but you got to face off in your own zone, Eddie. Can that puck end up in the offensive zone? They've killed the penalty off. There is where they want it now. They want it down where you're seeing it, and maybe get it back in there now again. Right now, Seattle forces it back into the Vancouver zone on the right wing. Dunn's knocked down. Looking over the referees. No arms go up on that one. Now Dunn trying to cut his way in front. And a save made by Mirwald as he walked out from behind the nets. That's a good job by Connor Dunn, the 17-year-old Seattle player. Only played three preseason games. Last year as a 16-year-old, they brought him up for the playoffs. Maddie Edwards and... Ethan Middlestad coming together a little bit here on a scrum after the whistle. But Mirwalls looks settled here in the second period. Well, he he followed that that play very, very well. Coster Dunn was around the back of the net, tried to get it into the paint area, and boy, it called for a lot of focus. Another faceoff inside the Giants' zone. 9-19 left, period number two. It's 2-1 Seattle, 17-10 shots on goal by the Seattle. Seattle Thunderbirds, but you got puck possession, Eddie, in your own zone. You got to get it out. It's not on your own zone. It's not on uh, your stick right now. Seattle Guns are right back out there, and they're controlling in the Vancouver zone, playing it down the right wing corner for Krenkovic. Being watched there by Semenuk, now being leaned on by Damian Palmieri. Semenuk digs it free, plays around the right wing boards, held in the line. Davison down the boards for Myadovic, turning. Being pressured, now he's forced outside the line. The pressure by Semenuk. Now it's handed to Leslie. He'll fire it up for Gronick. will chip it in for Lipinski to race in after. Now played up the boards. And Gronick, he'll send it down for Lipinski. Trying to spin off a check behind the Seattle goal. Lipinski rolls it back to the line to Palmieri. On to the other side to Leslie. Looks for a shooting lane. And that shot went off the stick of Krinkovic and wide. Now Gronick battling in the corner to the left of the Seattle net. Reinick protecting the puck, feeds it up for Lipinski. He was tied up in the circle. Now it's in skates. And it's held in by Semenuk in the high slot. He'll play it to open ice on the left wing side. And Semenuk will send it behind the net. And Vancouver will look to make some changes as Thorpe is fresh off the bench. He throws a hip on Majadovic. He'll fire it up for Krenkovic. He has room to skate to center ice. And he'll snap it in on goal to Mirwald. He'll drop it off for Mazdin Leslie. Now he lost the puck. 
Now Sasha plays it in front, and Popovich fanned on the one-timer and put it wide. Wow, what a play by Sasha. How did he find anybody in his team in front of the net? Now Thorpe will play behind the Vancouver net for Damian Palmieri with a left-wing feed for Halliburton. He'll chip it through on the left-wing side for Samuel Hunzik. He'll turn on the left-wing boards against Hansel. His pass to the skate comes back to the blue line. Now it bounces the center to Ginlam. He's bumped off it by Camazola. And Roberts will snap it through the middle and leading the rush is Ty Thorpe. Left wing feed for Hansik. Rear will turn it to Ty Thorpe. Trying to feed the line. That's intercepted on a good stick by Pickford. He'll lead the rush for Seattle and play it onto the right wing. But again, they can't pick up that puck. And Vancouver will just force it to the Seattle line. Here's Thorpe cutting in. Trying to feed on the right wing side. Can't connect with Roberts who is looking to jump into the rush. Hansel turning it back for Seattle. He'll just roll it in from center ice. And Roberts will bump it back behind the Vancouver goal for Nico Camazola. He has room to wheel it up for the Vancouver Giants. He'll play it through the middle for Lankow. He'll snap it in the Seattle zone. Camazola jumps in deep. He's on the pocket behind the net, centered it. And the Thunderbirds play the line held it by Boucher. His shot bounces in front! And a save by Raslav. And he gets the whistle as Camazola was in front on the best Vancouver scoring chance of this second period. Yeah, Camazola essentially plays forward in this play, and Boucher plays defense. Watch Boucher with a puck right there. That's a forward. He gets it to the front of the net. Any kind of bobble there, Camazola wants to finish it off. Gets help at the front of the net. They're unable to beat the goaltender. The score remains 2-1 Seattle, and we're going to break. As you're listening to White Spot, Vancouver Giants hockey on Sportsnet 650. Seattle wins a faceoff, but they can't get it out. Battling for it there is Semenuk along with Jaden Lipinski, the Vancouver goal scorer tonight. The Semenuk of the one-timer and a pad save by Ratzlaff. Lipinski and Semenuk have been dangerous throughout the course of the night for Vancouver. But in comes Seattle. Myadrick on the left wing, taking it wide on Haynes. Now Haynes breaks up a rush and plays it around for Tom Cadu. Nice pass through the middle and Vancouver start up. Lead feed for Lipinski and a good stick breaks that up. And that would have been a good chance if that pass connected for Vancouver down the right wing side. Now Lipinski starting it out with a left wing feed for Semenuk, but he wasn't moving his feet. But he backhands into the Seattle line to Kyron Gronick. He'll force it down the left wing boards in the Seattle zone. But quickly the Thunderbirds will turn it back. Here's Krenkovic down the right wing. Cutting into the slot. Krenkovic, wrist shot, high and wide on the stick side. Way too much gap there. Why, my goodness, Krinkovic, that's a big score. You can't give him that much space. He just emerges out of nowhere and has a good scoring chance every once in a while, doesn't he, Bill? He's 5'7". You know, he's not the biggest guy, but he finds those spots. Here's Lipinski. He'll turn in the Seattle zone to protect the puck. Now he's not down, but plays it down to Matty Edwards, fresh off the bench. Now Lankow trying to join the fray. Now Edwards on the puck. He'll send it behind the goal for Lankow to race after up against Kovacs. Kovacs pass is blocked by Boucher. And now at the second try, Seattle gets it through center ice. As did Leslie, protecting the game's done. He'll force it deeper to the Seattle zone. Puck comes right out in front, little chaos. Scramble for it. And Seattle recovers and plays it around the boards. Leslie with a wrist shot off his stick and his glove by Ratzlaff. And he holds on to that for a whistle as Seattle got a little nervous with a puck in and around their net, Bill. You know, just a half a second there within, of indecision as that puck comes off. You know, it comes into the possession of Retzlaff, 
And you know what? This is how quickly you can get a scoring chance if a goaltender simply mishandles or misplays the puck a little bit. That Retzlaff did there. And just like that, I think it was Boucher, if I'm not mistaken, that was on top of it, right around the net area. But again, you called it. Lipinski and, and Semenuk, certainly two creative players tonight. I like the play of Semenuk, or uh, both of them. But Lipinski's making something happen with the puck in the offensive zone. Off the faceoff in the Seattle end. Thunderbirds get it through. Center ice. Roberts laying it D to D. Now a lead pass. Slides all the way down to Raslav. We'll just bump it back for Jeremy Hansel. He'll fire it on the right wing for Duby, who has one of the Seattle goals tonight. Drop back for Pickford. Now for Duby. He'll just get it to the Vancouver blue line. Colton Roberts. Pass on to the right wing for Bocek now to May. He'll backhand it deeper to the Seattle zone where Culler race in after it. Pressuring there against Bryce Pickford. And now Seattle will wheel it through center ice, but a pass for Doobie doesn't connect. And Camazola can't dump it in, but he gets some help from Julian Cull. Will backhand it into the Seattle end. Hansel up the boards for Doobie. Up for again, Lum. He's checked in the neutral zone by Hanzik, and Haynes has the puck. His pass through the feet of Hanzik. Davidson goes back for the puck, and this is an icing against the Vancouver Giants. Chevrolet is the official vehicle of the Vancouver Giants. The Equinox is more than just a way to get around. It's a chance to break away both on and off the ice. When an available hands-free power liftgate standard Chevrolet safety assist and wireless Apple CarPlay and Android auto capability, this eye-catching compact SUV has everything you need and more to get you out to the game in style. This season, team up with your local Chevrolet dealer and find a true champion in the Chevrolet Equinox. 3.41 left, period number two. Seattle 2-1 lead. Eddie, we're at key part of the hockey game, period. Last couple minutes of a period. So, so important. Play in the Vancouver end, and now we're going to get the first Seattle penalty of the night as wheeling through center ice is Halliburton. And he's chucked to the blue line. And now the Vancouver Giants are going to go to their first white spot power play of the season, Bill. I, I think Thorpe was a guy that was taken down, if I'm not mistaken. There's a guy going to the penalty box, Prinkovic. Talk about him. Not the biggest guy, but man. And he scored goals. All I looked in the faceoff circle to the left of Merwall, and I saw Thorpe down and slow to get up. The arm went up, and Vancouver on the power play. Obviously, if you're, again, if you're a Vancouver Giant fan, this is something you're looking forward to. And, you know, lining up at the point right now is, is Sam Honsik, the Slovakian forward. Uh, watching him in the preseason, Eddie, he was pretty good at that position. And Vancouver controls the faceoff in the Seattle zone. Ronick batting there with hands all Thorpe in there trying to help out. It's Ronick, Thorpe, Alberta, Honsik. And Leslie on the power play is now the puck has been flipped over the glass and out of play into the Vancouver bench, so no penalty. Well, you know, if Hansik plays at the point, number 29, uh, he just made a tricky, tricky, neat little pass to keep that play alive about 20 seconds ago. Look also for Hansik. He's at the point now in the faceoff. Big kid, 6-3. You watch, he doesn't, he's not shy to get around the net, too, on the power play. Working the left point with Leslie. And off the faceoff, the puck splits the defense, and Leslie goes back for the puck in the Vancouver zone. Quickly being pressured up ice by Majadovic. Hansik comes back to help out deep in the Vancouver end. And that allows the power play to turn it back for the Giants. 
Pass on to the right wing, and Grindick leads the rush to the Seattle zone. Be watched closely there by Hansel. Now to Halliburto, feed the line to Leslie, and the power play will set it up. Grindick, rush off on the right wing, and Rastlav steered that aside with the stick. Comes to Leslie. He'll chip it down the boards to Thorpe. He'll feed it back to the line, but nobody was there. And the puck slides out through center ice. Just over a minute remaining in this Vancouver power play. Leslie for Thorpe will tip it into the Seattle end. Boucher racing an average against Hansel on the forward check. As they dig forward in skates to the right of the Seattle goal. Now it comes loose. And Boucher played at the boards. And now if it back line to Leslie. What timer? Off a stick. Bouncing point. They score! <laughs> Mastin Leslie with a point shot hits something and deflected home and the Giants have tied the game at two on the power play. Mastin Leslie had more shots on goal in the preseason than any other Vancouver Giant. In the four games played he had 16 shots on goal. Last year he was second on defense only to Alex Cotton shots on goal. Well, when we show you the replay, we're just going to have to wait and see who actually touches the puck in front of the net. It's the shot from the point by Leslie. It finds the back of the net. It ties the game at two, and you got a whole bunch of people in this building on opening night. Happy as can be because Vancouver has tied a game that they trailed 2-0 against the number three team in the CHL. First goal of the season for Maston Leslie at 17-48 of this second period. And Vancouver is one for one on the power play and they're winning the special teams battle so far in this one here tonight. Here's done to the Vancouver's on the right wing. His pass blocked. Semenuk. Laying it down for the Pinsky. Primary with a shot and Ratzlaff got a pad on that. So Gronick and Boucher get the assist on the goal by Mazd and Leslie that has tied this game at two. 90 seconds remaining here in this second period. Lee passes center ice for Semenuk, broken up by Jeremy Hansel. Now to Saushin and Seattle moves back in. Dropping it off for Mianovic, he scores! With 118 remaining in the second period, Seattle goes right back into the lead. Nico Mianovic. Yeah, again, this is what always kills you when you get a goal scored right after two things. You get a goal scored right after you scored, and you get a goal scored late in the period. And, you know, Myadovic is in a good spot again. That is something that has got to be a concern for any team is to have a guy get as wide open in front of the net as a guy like Myadovic does in that situation at that time in the hockey game. Again, it's going to test your resilience. This is a Vancouver Giant team that fought back from a 2-0 deficit to tie the game at 2. And here's Brooke Ward's announcement on the Seattle goal. 18.42 at the time of the goal. Puck sent back into the Seattle zone. Hansel with a left wing feed. And now Saushin will lead the rush into the... Giants end, he's turned back by Haynes. I thought Haynes so far tonight has had a quietly very decent game so far here tonight for Vancouver on the back end. And, and that's key, quiet. You don't have to be, you know, you're not, your plays don't always have to make the highlight reel, but they got to be a quiet game that's an effective game. And I agree with you on Haynes. We'll ask Michael Dick about that after the game. Benkovic takes a pass to the Vancouver line, the left wing trying to turn away from the aforementioned Haynes. Now rolled down into the corner for Saushin. 
being leaned on there with 23 seconds left in the period. As it's scrummed up in skates. Vancouver just late to kill the clock here as much as they could here. Still tied up, 11 seconds left in the period. Haynes just continuing to lean on his check. As protecting the puck is Ludwig. He'll feed it back to the line. One last wrist shot, that's tipped wide to the goal. And that will do it for the third period. And Seattle gets a late goal in the second period. And they go to the room with a 3-2 lead after 40 minutes of play here tonight, Bill. Well, that's that's it in a nutshell as far as the scoring is concerned. Again, nothing happening for most of that second period. And I think Vancouver was able to settle the game down, you know, to a, to a good pace, what they can manage. And uh, Seattle had to put the work boots on. I thought for most of that second period, it, it, it was certainly a good checking game. But then what happened late in the period is what obviously determines the score in the hockey game. We'll get back to the uh, to the scoring summary in just a minute. 3-2 Seattle after 40 minutes of play. We'll take a break as you're listening to White Spot, Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Time to break down the first 40 minutes. This is the Vancouver Giants intermission on Vancouver's home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. I'm Eddie Gregory along with Bill Wills from the Langley Event Center as we're through two periods of play here in the season opener. And it's time now for the second intermission scoring summary. Scoring summary is brought to you by Kintec Footwear and Orthotics. After 40 minutes, Kintec, the footwear and orthotics provider for your Vancouver Giants. Well, I think before we get into the goals in that second period, we have to talk a little bit, Bill, at least about the penalty killing that certainly set the tone for Vancouver in the first half of that second period to keep the game at 2-1. to one. Well, yeah, I, I mean, ultimately that's going to lead into, you know, at 17:48 the, the Vancouver goal that we'll talk about in just a minute. But you're absolutely right. The penalty kill, you know, can be such a momentum changer yeah you know Eddie in in a game of hockey the momentum changes so many times sometimes two or three times in a shift and the teams that recognize that the coaches always recognize I I don't think there's a coach in the league that wouldn't recognize and be concerned about momentum shifts and they happen it's important that your players recognize that when they're on the ice and they did they killed two penalties and it was very very important in Vancouver and then when he went on the power play they obviously had the momentum from the penalty kill to score on as we can talk about the goal that's at 17:48. Vancouver goes on the power play that was their first first of the season Mazden Leslie you know I talked about his ability to shoot the puck in the preseason he had 16 shots on goal led everybody on the team and next to Alex Cotton last year Cotton led the lead led the team in shots on goal next defense was 16 year old Mazden Leslie gets the puck on the net you'll hear on the replay uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to hear Eddie mention Gronick's name. You'll probably hear Boucher's name in the, on this. But ultimately, the shot from the point at 17:48, a key time, a really important time to tie the game at two when you've been losing two nothing to start with. Leslie gets it his first of the year. We didn't know if it was touched on the way in front of the net or not. We had to wait for the announcement. It was Leslie's goal. Eddie called it like this. Boucher played at the boards and now it back line to Leslie. One timer off a stick, bouncing point, they score! <laughs> Mastin Leslie with a point shot, hits something and deflected home 
And the Giants have tied the game at two on the power play. And that would be a big goal for Vancouver to make it a 2-2 game. But Bill, one thing that you've talked about a lot is you know, goals at the end of the period and Seattle had a response less than a minute later. Well, especially you know when you get such good possession of the puck between the hash marks in front of the net, it, it just doesn't get any easier for Nico Majanovic to, to do that. Last year he got four goals as a 17-year-old. He's a, he's a big kid. He's a sixth-round pick by Seattle in the draft. And, you know, he finds himself alone in front, makes no mistake about, about it in 1842. Uh, I mean, quickly that's 12 or 22 seconds and 40. It's a, over a minute, just over a minute later. Uh, he tie, he puts Seattle again, 3-2. to two. And Seattle would take that 3-2 lead into the dressing room in this one here tonight. Shots on goal in that second period were 10-7 in favor of Vancouver. Shots are 19-17 in favor of Seattle through two periods of play. But Vancouver did win the special teams battle in that second period as Vancouver went one for one on the power play. And Seattle went 0 for 2 with a man advantage in this second period here tonight the second intermission is presented by white spot a great game deserves a great meal be sure to check out our tasty selection of famous burgers greens spot classics and more open daily for dine-in takeout and delivery we will see you soon we'll take a break come back with more of the second intermission with greg ballack as you're listening to white spot vancouver giants hockey on sportsnet 650 now more of the Vancouver Giants intermission. You're on Sportsnet 650, Vancouver's home of hockey. Welcome to the second intermission. Greg Ballack here at the Banquet Hall at the Langley Event Center. 3-2 was our score. The Giants trail the Seattle Thunderbirds in the opener of the WHL season. It's our second intermission, and, you know, I couldn't wait any longer to bring on the province sports Steve Ewan to come talk some Vancouver Giants. How you doing, Steve? I'm excited. I think it's uh, exciting to be back in the rank, exciting to see what this Giant team is going to do. Excited to see the Seattle Sun- <laughs> Thunderbirds look like they get a chance to win the entire WHL, so pretty good night. Yeah, I only saw you once over the summer. I miss, I miss talking to you. I miss our, our oh. intermissions. Yeah, I did. What, uh, Softball City, we talking about Softball that City. There you go. That was the one time I got the uh, the Steve Ewan experience this summer. But there you uh, go. It was it was grand fun. <laughs> I mean, uh, you've got a big crowd here tonight. Here and here, you know, a lot of people here to see you in the uh, <laughs> the banquet hall. I don't know if they're here to see me specifically. I think the the team on the ice, uh, the Giants, are exciting enough. They don't a lot of fun jerseys here. I'm I'm a big fun. We got a, a Barfoot jersey. Yeah. We got a couple of Palmieri's, a Martin. I saw a game-worn uh, Alex Cotton walking there around the, the concourse earlier. So uh, was, lot, Alex, was it with Alex Cotton? No, it wasn't. He wasn't wearing it. Okay. No, it wasn't. It wasn't He's him. in Europe, <laughs> right? I think. I think he was signed over there. Yeah, yeah. I think he well, signed over there. A lot of new names. We, we're talking about names that we see on the jerseys here. A lot of new names on this Giants roster. I know early in the season, junior hockey, a lot of a lot of changes still to happen. But uh, a few names have been really standing out in the first two periods that we've seen here on the ice. Uh, we, we talked about him all game long. You know, uh, the new guy Honzik from uh, yep. from Slovakia, very been, skilled guy. Yeah, he's a lot. You know, tougher and, and grittier than I was expecting. I think he's a he's a big dude, mm-hmm. but he, you can see him mixing it up in the corners a little bit. He, he's got to get used to the size of the ice, but I think once he learns, he's he's going to use that size to his advantage a bit more. I, I think he's a skill guy. I yeah. think he's going to be a top top six guy, if not a top top line guy. I, I think the you know he's getting some power play time right right away, so. 
And the key uh, that, that Bill brought up in the in the uh, pregame was the fact that he's t- he's played against men before. He was playing in the men's yeah. professional league in Slovakia. I, yeah, no, he he would be used to this type, type of tempo and yeah. physicality. So, yeah, and then uh, you look down the list, and and, and guys, uh, you look at the goaltender Brett Merwald. You know, uh, it's going to be very interesting. I know you wrote about it uh, not that long ago. That the situation that is sort of at hand um, for the Giants, and and if if Merwald. You know, stands out here like he has tonight. I think the the first ten minutes maybe were were a little bit uh, jittery, but he's I, settled I, I, in. I think the second goal hurts him. Yeah, I think the the goal from the from the right side boards hurts him. Yeah, um, yeah, they have an interesting um, situation. I assume when when Jesper Weichman returns, do if. You, I don't it's think a small it's, if. It's, I don't think it's an if, but you go ahead. I, okay, we'll go if. For you, we'll go if. Okay. If he returns, um, do you do you move out Mirwall? Do you make a trade and, and try to get you know recoup off off that, or do you uh, send uh, Matthew Hutchison? Yeah, down. So, so, yeah, Hutchison's the the youngster that we saw him a little bit last year. Yeah. very promising. But in 06, a late 06, uh, is he a guy you want to throw into that role? Is kind of the question. I, a couple of different ideas, though. I, I mean, Jesper is such a good leader and such a pro. I mean, Jesper is. Is basically twenty five years old. He acts like he's twenty five. Yeah. So <laughs> looks he, like he's twenty five. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the kind of guy that you know. Do you want Hutchison to you know learn off him, or do you yeah. want him playing some you know playing somewhere where he's playing more and, and getting getting you know a chance to carry the ball? Yeah. Uh, one name uh, we haven't really talked about, uh, a name going out the door, is, is Cole Shepard. Uh, he was recently just traded uh, away. <laughs> what, what did you make of that trade? And and. You know, sort of an unfortunate situation while he was here in Vancouver. A lot of injuries, kind of been the story of his career so far. Uh, but how did you see that situation playing out? The Giants getting a, a draft pick back in return for that deal. I, I, I think it just, I think there was a change of scenery needed. I think uh, his brother Jackson had played in Lethbridge, so he's got some idea about Lethbridge. I was going to be with a 20-year-old goalie, assuming... Jesper's back, and, and I, I, you know, they, they really like Noel Thorpe. I think they wanted to use that third 20-year-old spot on, on a, you know, on a defenseman, so it may not have been a fit here. Um, Just moving around the really, parks. Yeah, can really skate. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's got a chance to score. I, I think he's going to be a point-per-game point, point per game guy. I think the question is how many games. Yeah, that's right? the, the big red flag, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you, you could tell me that that he leads, you know, was a top ten guy in scoring, and I'd think, okay, yeah, that's probably that's fair. Yeah. You could tell me that he misses the majority of the season with injuries, and I could tell you, yeah, yeah. that's probably fair. <laughs> so I think he he falls, you know, in that category. Yeah. When when he's played, I think he's played well. Yeah. I, I think it's just been a matter of his body giving out on him. So. Yeah. Certainly a guy to keep an eye on. You know, if you're a prospect hunter and stuff, he's he's definitely somebody with a lot of promise. But it just wasn't a situation that was going to work for him here in, in Vancouver. It no, like. it's a, it's unfortunate. I mean, they, and they made a big deal of signing him when he you know came and, and they had a press conference yeah. and it just you know it just didn't seem to fall into favor. Yeah, it's uh, luckily the, the the names that have stepped in and and some of the names from last year uh, we talked a bit in the first intermission uh, going through the list. Uh, just guys that are just that little bit stronger, little bit quicker coming back. Uh, and, you know, look to a guy like uh, Lipinski who's who's a big body and and just a year of, of having that ability to get stronger, get faster a, seems to be making a world of a difference. A kid that was playing hockey in Phoenix, right? Yeah. I think that's to think about how big a jump he made last year and and just coming back and understanding and, and how a summer of training. 
and knowing what was coming for him, how much that that helps him. I, I think he, he could be a, a a very very capable guy in this league. I, I think <laughs> I I think they've got at least three lines that could that could be effective. They're going to have trouble scoring. They're, you know, they're, they're going to have to play as a group. Scoring by committee. Scoring by committee. Yeah. I, 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 I think they need another veteran defenseman um, to, to kind of get up into. I mean, no one's catching Kamloops in BC, <laughs> you know. But I think after that, I think things are things are up for grabs. So, well, you look—they're hanging in there with the number three ranked team in the CHL right now. A they're missing team. missing some guys too. I yeah. mean, it's it's yeah. early, right? I think six guys at camp. Yeah, I, I think uh, they're hanging in. I think the the scoreboard and the the shot shot counter aren't indicative of possession time. Yeah. I think Seattle's had a lot, but yeah. but but I think that's when they that's. What, what it's going to be this year. I think they're going to be a gritty, grinded out. I, I think they're going to be a, a, a team you can cheer for because yeah. I think they're going to work hard. Uh, I don't think they're going to be a, a team that's going to have a lot of... Shoot the lights out. Kind I of don't nice. think they're going to have yeah. a lot of highlight reel type goals. I think they're going to be a lot of crash the net and 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 kind of try and Try and try and cause a ruckus. Well, you never know who can step up. It's a lot of info to take in in forty minutes to try to, yes. to get an idea of this team. And it's still I, I, really... I think it's. I think there's a lot. There's a lot to like so far. Yeah, very true. Very true. Three two is our score. Uh, second intermission here at the Langley Event Center. I want to thank you, Steve Ewan, Thanks, for, for coming in and, and stepping in for the second intermission of Province Sports. We'll surely hear from you as the uh, the season goes on. I'm sure in more intermissions to come. But right now we got to send it back to the booth. Eddie Gregory, Bill Wilms, with the call of the third period coming up. Three. 3-2 Giants trail the Seattle Thunderbirds. You're listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Time for the third period of Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650, Vancouver's home of hockey. Eddie Gregory along with Bill Wilms from the Langley Event Center. Moments away from the start of the third period. The third period of Vancouver Giants Hockey is brought to you by BMO Bank of Montreal. Teams are skating at five on five to open up the third period here tonight. And Bill, the Vancouver Giants are going to need a third period comeback on the opening night of the season here against the Seattle Thunderbirds. Well, I mean, it's it's one shot away from tying it. Again, you don't want this game. You want to keep it on a short leash, Eddie. This is a this is the key when you're playing a team that's third in Canada in, in the Western in the CHL. You have to be in the game after 40 minutes. You can't be blown out early, and they aren't. This is impressive. Majadovic steals in the neutral zone and wheels in with a wrist shot, put it high and wide. Yeah, Krinkovic with him as well on the rush. And we're going to have to definitely keep an eye on 26, 61, and 59 throughout the course of the third period here tonight for Seattle, Bill. If Vancouver is going to claw their way back in this one here tonight. Puck is loose along the boards in the Vancouver zone. Semenek trying to dig it out of skates along with Damian Palmieri. He's tied up with Popovich. And Vancouver flips it off the glass and gets it down the ice into the Seattle zone. Not enough for an icing. And that allows Vancouver to get in a change as out comes Thorpe Hansik and soon to be joined by Ty Halliburta. One minute gone here in this third period. Thorpe is in on the four check. Seattle plays on the right wing side and flips it through. Can't quite connect with Sam Aremba. And quickly the Giants snap it to center to Thorpe. Will backhand it into the Seattle end. Now Hansik in on the four check. Pokes it free. Plays it in front. Comes all the way back to Thorpe. He shoots and a pad save by Ratzlaff. And the rebound just bounced away from Ty Halliburton. Now it's centered. Hansik 
Fandon a centering pass as he tried to set up. Thorpe was alone at the side of the Seattle net. Now pucking behind the, van- the Seattle goal. And that was handed to Thorpe. His long shot stop. Rebound bounced over the stick of Halliburton. And Seattle survives that pressure and gets it through center ice. We had a good shift for Vancouver in the Seattle zone from Vancouver's top line here tonight. Ty Thorpe. He'll swing it back to Haynes. Up the left wing for Halliburton at center ice. He'll backhand it into the Seattle end. Rat slap out of his goal, setting it up behind the net for Kovacs. will play it up the right wing, blocked by Maddie Edwards. Now Seattle will try the left wing side. Ludwig playing it up ahead for again. Let tip back to Kovacs. He'll wheel it through center ice for Seattle and rifle it into the Vancouver zone. Comes around to the near side where Edwards battles there with Ludwig. And the puck will slide out through center ice. Kovacs swings it on to the right wing as Lanko throws ahead in front of the Vancouver bench. And Seattle forces it into the Vancouver zone. And is chipped to behind the net. Going back for the puck is Roberts being watched by Aginlam. Up the right wing for Maddie Edwards. Into the middle for Camazola who weave his way through center ice. Now lead the rush in the Seattle zone. And get, at least get it deep on Kanak. And Seattle play it up to middle stat now for Aginlam. Puck rolled off of his stick at center ice. And Cull will just backhand it to the Seattle line. Now middle saddle, chip it deep into the Vancouver zone. Roberts going back for the puck. He's bumped there on the forecheck, looking to protect the puck. Trying to get some help from Cull. Comes up the boards to Mame. He'll poke it back to Julian Cull. Play it around for Camazola. Up the right wing for Botchek. He'll swing it to open ice, cross ice to Roberts. He'll gain the red and backhand it into the Seattle zone. Bouncing on goal to Ratslav will steer to side. Hands will play it around. Broken up by May behind the net. Sammy May protecting the puck. He's pushed to the boards by Sakumas, who emerges with it for Seattle. Nico Sakumas with a left wing feed and middle stat. Being counted by Calm. He'll bump it back for Sakumas. And he'll play it up the left wing off the stick of Hansel. Now Leslie will chip it forward through center for Calm. He'll carry back in the Seattle zone and snap it around the boards where Gronick will meet it on the left wing side. He'll chip it down into the corner for Lipinski. He's in a battle there with Saushin. Lipinski on the puck. He'll take it round and behind the Seattle net. Run into Sakumis. And now Seattle will start it out. Grayson Saushin. He's turned back in the neutral zone by Semenuk. Now to Lipinski. He'll try and cut in. Lipinski can't get a shot as a block by the stick of Hansel. Now Gronick in the four check for Semenuk. His centering pass is blocked. And Seattle will get it through. Center ice and bounce it in the Vancouver zone. Leslie on the puck. Lots of continuous action here to open up this third period with four minutes and 15 seconds gone in it. 3-2 Seattle leading. Bryce Pickford setting up shot behind his own net with a left wing feed for Krinkovic. He'll turn to the neutral zone being watched by Ty Thorpe. Kyle Krinkovic dropping it off for Sawyer Minio. Now up the right wing at center ice for Remba. He's turned back in the neutral zone by Hanzik. And now Haynes will bank it around for Tom Cadu in the Vancouver end. Lead feed at the right wing for Halliburton. Chipping it through for Ty Thorpe. Can't quite pick up that puck. And Pickford will play it around the right wing side. Hanzik can't pick up that puck along the wall. And Seattle speeds it through center ice. Dunning on the right wing. Cutting in. He shoots. And Mirwald with a pad save. His best save so far this third period for Vancouver. Now Hanzik to Haynes. He'll just gain the red and dump it in, and Vancouver will make a full-scale change. Now a 5-10 gone here in the third. Shots are even at 20 apiece. Ludwig playing it up the left-wing side for Kovacs. Through the middle of the ice for Doobie. 
He's nicely poked off the puck by Roberts in the neutral zone. But on the second try, Seattle gets the puck deep in the Vancouver end. Mirwald will slow it down behind his own goal for Camazola. Later on the left wing side for Lenkow. Now get it up for Boucher. Trying to bank it off the boards through himself and force it into the Seattle zone. Majadovic starting out from behind his own net for the Thunderbirds. Playing it up for Gabe Ludwig. He'll lead the rush in the Vancouver zone on the right wing and the play goes offside at the line with five minutes and 49 seconds gone here in this third period, Bill. Well, you know what? Uh you want the couple chances early in the period when you're trailing, you know, by one. You've given up a goal, 18-42, in a, at the end of the period, second period. They got that. That was a terrific toe save on Ty Thorpe. They followed that up with a rebound and ended up bouncing over the stick of Halliburta. That was a good chance. There was a point there where the shots on goal since period one were 13-7 for Vancouver. And then the save of the game going down right wing, Coster Dunn by Brett Merwald. So there's some good things happening. And I like this pluckiness, if you will, of the Vancouver Giants. They're working, and that's exactly the kind of identity this Vancouver team wants to be. They want to be hard to play against. There's a lot of time left, Eddie, in a 3-2 Seattle lead. And all Vancouver needs is one chance as Sammy May rolls it into the Seattle zone. Hansel spins away from May. Now Hansel will try the right wing side and swing it over to Davidson, returning it to Hansel. Takes a look, his pass off a skate. And just a good shift spent in the offensive zone for May, Gronick, and Cull. Now Puckett center ice, Canoe. He'll fire it through the middle of the ice for Jaden Lipinski. Right wing feed for Gronick. Feeding it rink wide for Semenuk who takes it off the boards. Sitting behind the net for Lipinski. Plays it out in front. It's cleared away by Hansel. Held it by Haynes at the line. He'll just send it down into the corner. Hansel there. Playing it up the right wing for Saushin. He'll sauce it through for Middlestad. He'll try and speed in the Vancouver zone. Middlestad, he's knocked down and a good play by Tom Cadu. Just stayed right with him. Now Semenuk behind his own goal, bumps it around for Carson Haynes. Lee feed through the middle of the ice, intercepted by Minio. He'll wheel it back into the Vancouver zone. He's pushed to the boards there by Semenuk. As it's now tied up in skates with 7.35 gone here in the third period. Krinkovic dishing on the right side and a wrist shot and a save made by Mirwald. Puck goes up in the air and he snags it. And a good save there by the Vancouver goaltender off of Pickford. Seven. 32 gone here in the third period. 3-2 Seattle leading as you're listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Face-off will be to the left of the Vancouver goal. As taking the face-off for Seattle's Grayson Saushin up against Ty Thorpe. And off the draw, puck winds up in behind the net. Roberts racing after a loose puck. Bumping there along the wall with Nico Majadovic, who's been dangerous for Seattle tonight. Goes back to the line of Minio, onto the other side. And a wrist shot, nicely blocked there by Tom Cadu, who's letting that shot fly was Pickford. Cadu's made a few good plays for Vancouver in this third period. Now Saushin, he'll cut his way in the slot. He'll drop it off for Pickford, and that pass is just in behind him. Wow, that kid's got skill. My goodness, 59 Seattle's terrific. Two points so far in this game. Now he's trying to dig for the pocket behind the Vancouver net as Cadu has it tied up in his skates. Krenkovic in there as well for Seattle. Now Saushin is on the puck. He'll turn, center it out in front, intercepted by Roberts. And he'll flip it through center ice and his tip through for Thorpe. With Hansik who stays on side. There's the pass off his stick and Ratzlaff steers it aside. And then Hansik is knocked down. 
Fed back to the line. Race shot by Palmieri didn't get through. Now Hansik from the left wing boards to the line to Palmieri. He'll feed it behind the net for Thorpe with Halliburton in front centering pass. And Halliburton was tied up. Now it's loose in the slot. And Seattle will start it the other way. Here's Zaremba. He overskated to the puck of the Vancouver line. And now it comes loose to Popovich. He'll try and dance him. Popovich, he's knocked down and we're going to get a penalty here. High sticking is the indication at 8.54 this third period. Well, watch Popovich here wind his way into a spot. Instead of taking, you know, taking the man, the kid's not big. He's 5'9", and he just wheels his way through and finally gets into a scoring, maybe a dangerous position, and Palmieri looks over his shoulder. Can't believe the referee had his arm up, but you know what? I, I think you can make a check easier than that. You don't have to resort to that point. But the closer that Popovich with that little bit of weaving through the slot area, the closer he got to the net, the more dangerous it became. Third power play of the night for Seattle. The slap shot off the draw is blocked on the way through by Tom Cadu. They battle for it in the slot off the draw. And Seattle emerges with the puck. Minio from the line. Dishing on to the right wing side. It's Aginla. Back to Minio. On the left side, Pickford, one-timer, and a pad save made by Mirwald. Now they battle for it in the corner, comes behind the net to Haynes. He'll rim it around the glass and send it all the way down the ice, and the Vancouver penalty killers will get in a change. Seattle power play will make some changes as well, with 125 remaining in this Seattle man advantage. Puck chipped through, and carrying in the left wing side is Minio, the Montreal pick, playing it around the boards in the Vancouver zone. Played to the line, held in by Ludwig. He'll sauce in the left wing side for Minio. He'll close in, screen shot, blocked on the way through by Camazola, who had a leg in the shooting lane. Now down the right boards for Kyle Krinkovic. He's bumped there by Leslie, and they battle for the puck. Leslie being leaned on there by Ludwig with 55 seconds remaining in the power play as we hit the midway mark of this third period. 3-2 Seattle leading. No goals so far as of yet here in this third period. Fed back to the line to Jeremy Hansel. He'll steer toward the net, and Mirwald got a stick on that. Bouncing puck in front, settled down by Camazola. He'll rim it around the boards hard and off the stick of Hansel, but it does come out through center ice. 30 seconds remaining in the penalty to Palmieri as Ty Thorpe intercepts a pass and slides it into the Seattle zone. Jeremy Hansel turning deep into zone in, being pressured by Ty Thorpe up ice, and now Seattle will start out. Here's Kyle Krinkovic leading the rush in the Vancouver zone. Dishing on to the right side for Mayadovic. He'll take it behind the Vancouver net, being watched closely by Haynes. Playing it up the boards. Fed back to the line to Hansel. To the left point to Krinkovic. Closing in on to the right side. Back to Hansel. Left side Krinkovic. He shoots and Mirwan got a stick on that. As the penalty has come to an end. And Vancouver has killed off all three Seattle power plays so far here tonight. Krinkovic carries it right back in. He'll play it down along the boards for Sauchin. He'll feed the line. Hansel, one-timer, put it wide on the stick side. Now for Krinkovic at the line. Bumped there by May. And now Edwards throws the hip. And Vancouver gets it out to center ice. And now Doobie will shoot it right back in. And Seattle will make some changes. With eight and a half minutes remaining here in the third period. Pass through the middle of the ice. Comes through to Cadu. He'll retreat behind his own net. He'll bounce it off the glass and get it to center ice. Kovacs up for middle stat. He'll chip it up ahead. And it comes through to Cull. Just drop it back into his own zone for Colton Roberts. 
Hill just lifted up high to center ice. Kovac stepped up on May and knocked him down and knocked his helmet off. And May has to head off to the bench. And now Vancouver will send it the length of the ice. And Ratzlaff is forced to come out of his net to wave off the icing as Vancouver would have won the race to the dot. Middle stat. He'll play through the middle for Dubé. He'll lead the rush in the right wing with a shot. Mirwood the save. And the rebound's poured to the corner by Leslie. He's hauled down in the corner. And Vancouver's going to go to the power play. Hooking is going to be the call here. With 12-14 gone here in the third period. And it's going to be Braden Doobie's going to head into the box for hooking, Bill. And Matt Odette, the coach of the Seattle Thunderbirds, not going to be happy. But this is a big save. I'm glad we showed that. That was at the end of the penalty kill. And, boy, I'll tell you, Mirawal was over there to make that save on Krinkovic. But that hooking penalty you know 200 feet from the seattle net doesn't make my you know the coach uh, odette very happy vancouver giants on the white spot power play they are one for one here tonight hansik plays to the side of the net for ty thorpe halliburton alerting in front centering pass for hansik and a shot they score i believe ty thorpe at the side of the net jammed at home and a power play goal has tied the game at three you know, Ty Thorpe takes a beating to score a goal. He's always around the net. He'll put his head down and, you know, like a football player, run it from two-yard line right through the middle and over the goal line. This one is in a kind of an easy one. He's at the side of the net. That's him there. He's going to hold that puck, turn, and then he just gets to that one spot right there, and he goes untouched. Well, even there he almost ended up on the ice, which he so often does when he does score a goal. But Thorpe makes that happen, and how about that? Vancouver Giant power play. This is the third, you know, the second time they've tied this game. They led two or trailed two nothing. They tied it at two. Seattle took a three-two lead. Vancouver now ties it at three with 7:24 left. Period three. And Sam Hanzik will get his first point in the Western Hockey League with the shot that generated the rebound opportunity for Ty Thorpe at the side of the side of the net. Seattle right back on the attack and a wrist shot. Hit a body in front that might have hit again. Another shot and I believe that was blocked by Boucher. Now fed up for Matty Edwards. He'll chip it down into the Seattle zone. Lankow pressuring Pickford trying to get away from the Vancouver pressure. And now Seattle will start out. It's Aginla firing it up for Ludwig at the Vancouver line. He'll bounce it in deep. Mirwald will play it around the boards. Knocked down by done and his shot is blocked now again Lum all the way back to the line to Jeremy Hans will settle the puck he'll play D to D to Krinkovic fresh off the bench his shot is blocked and that allows Vancouver to clear it out through center ice Hansel swings it back for Sawyer Minio he'll return it to Jeremy Hansel who will lead the rush into the Vancouver zone Hansel turning it back on the left wing side he runs into Lipinski now Gronick takes the puck his pass to the skate. Now Lipinski. He'll force it into the Seattle zone on the right wing. Now for Gronick in the corner. He's being pushed there along the wall by Minio. Now sent all the way around to the left wing side for Camazola. He can't chip it down deep, and Seattle gets it through center ice. Now pass for Gronick is out of his reach. He'll race after the puck into the Seattle zone. Hi, Davidson. His pass picked off by Roberts at the line, and Vancouver is offside. With 5.47 remaining here in the third period, it's a 3-3 game as you're listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. 
Face off will be just outside the Vancouver Blue Line with 5.47 remaining here in the third period and now a 3-3 game from the Langley Event Center. Vancouver hammers it into the Seattle zone. Thorpe trying to dig for it, freeze it up for Halliburton, centers it just out of the reach of Hunzik. And now Seattle will get it outside the line, flip right back in by Paul Mary. Now it's stolen by Halliburton, Rishon, and a glove save by Ratzlaff. As it came right to the Vancouver forward at the top of the circle, Bill. You know, Halliburton gets it on a stick, and it doesn't take a lot of time for him to release it. He's got this good, quick release. That puck comes from way over there. Watch where it ends up when it ends up on the stick of Halliburton on that misplay. Bang, shot. Goaltender in good position, and you know what? The fact that went glove side probably made it a little easier for the goaltender. Rats left to make that save glove side. That was a good chance. 25-25 shots on goal for each team, 3-3 the score. It's been a good one. I think Mirawal's been surprisingly effective for Vancouver, and I think one of the reasons why this particular game, Vancouver's got a 3-3 tie out of it so far. 22 saves for Mirawald here tonight. As now Seattle goes offside at the Vancouver blue line. And Mirwald, he saw 12 Seattle shots in the first period. And he's since then faced 13. So 12 saves on 13 shots since the start of the second period here tonight, Bill. Yeah. May against Aginla on the faceoff outside the Vancouver blue line. May wins it to Cadu now to Haynes. He'll lift it into the Seattle zone. May racing after it on the four check. Frees it up for Kyle Bodcheck. He'll try to turn away from Davidson. And now Seattle takes the puck. Davidson spinning away from May. Bank it around the right wing side for Doobie. And he'll just chip it out through center ice where it comes to Boucher. He'll flip it over to Cadu. And on a pass. And Seattle's Ludwig takes the puck. Fires it up for again Lum. He's hounded by Lipinski who came back. He'll flip it up ahead, gloved down by Ludwig, but it comes right back to Tom Cadoo with 4.35 remaining here in the third period in a 3-3 game. Puck fired into the Seattle zone. Hansel under some pressure from Lipinski, trying to steal the puck. Now Semenuk joining the fray as well, but Seattle flips it to Sinarice. Ronick flips it right back into the Thunderbird zone. Ratzlaff setting it up for High Davidson. Up the left wing for Hansel. Being hounded by Lipinski. Up the left wing for Krinkovic. His stretch pass in behind Sauchin. And it rolls down the ice into the Vancouver zone. And Vancouver catches a break as this is an icing on the Seattle Thunderbirds. Well, you know, Matt Odette, the coach of the Seattle, says that that U.S. division they play in is so tough, so very tough every season. We know that. And he thinks his team has got returns of a bunch of good depth players. He's got, you know, despite losing a lot of goals, they have played hard both of these teams have I think have competed hard now you got four minutes and six seconds for either team to get a point out of this and then take it to overtime this has got to be now where the line matching if you're Michael Dick you want to make sure you got the guys out that you feel most confident out confident you don't want to play back on your heels you got to stay on your toes it's Halliburton Thorpe and Hansik right now against Souchin alongside Krenkovic for Seattle so top lines against top lines right now. Puck in the Vancouver zone. It's loose in the circle, and Ty Thorpe flips it up ahead just out of the reach of Hansik. And Hansel will send it right back into the Vancouver zone. Quickly, both teams get in some changes. Camazola in front of his own net. Banks it up the boards, can't connect with Hansik in the neutral zone, and Popovich will flip it right back into the Vancouver end. 
Colton Roberts being pressured there by Coster Dunn. Now play it up the right wing for Hanzik. He'll just advance to the center ice and Minio will shoot it right back in. Gloved down by Mirwald who drop it off for Roberts. Played around the boards, held it by Minio at the line. His snapshot blocked by Camazolo, had a leg in the shooting lane, and now Vancouver will send it down the ice into the Seattle zone with less than three minutes to go in a 3-3 game in the opening night of the Western Hockey League season. Pocket center ice. Vancouver sends it all the way down on goal to Ratzlaff, and he'll hold on to that for a whistle, and Vancouver gets an offensive zone faceoff with 2.45 to go, and even faceoffs are key in terms of tilting the ice in terms of where you want to play the game right now, Bill. Well, you know, we talk about skating. There's so much talk about speed and acceleration. And, yeah, you see it every time you watch, uh, you know, a hockey game in a Western Hockey League. But you know what's as important, Eddie, is stop and start game. You've got to be able to be strong in your stop and start skating. And there's a lot of... A lot of this game has been required where there's been a scrum somewhere. You've got to stop. You've got to start. You've got to get going in a hurry. And this is where you need that kind of player, the guy that doesn't go for a skate, doesn't go, you know, out of the play, skate himself out of the play. Honestly, you are playing defensively. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that, making any bones about it. You've got a 3-3 tie, and you've got, you know, three minutes left in a hockey game. You know, with Seattle taking a 2-0 lead, remember, Vancouver's outscored them 3-1 since that play. You don't want to let that go to waste. You want to get something out of that. Yeah, Vancouver's really worked hard throughout the course of this one here tonight. They've been very, very resilient, and they're very much deserving of being in a 3-3 tie. I mean, the shots are all but even at 26-25 in favor of Vancouver. So now, at this point in time, Vancouver's out shooting Seattle this late in the third period. And now we have a face-off to the right of the Seattle goal. Gronick on the face-off, and Seattle gets the draw. And they'll bounce it off the glass and send it down the ice into the Vancouver zone. And this is another icing and another face-off coming up deep in the Seattle end. And you know what else, Eddie, when, when, you're, when you're defending a, a tie or even defending a lead? Is you've got to be careful, like Seattle now, or Vancouver now in the Seattle zone. You've got to be very careful about any passes that you make towards your own zone. You know, back even back to your defense. Always keep the puck going forward if you can. Try and keep it moving north. Yep, exactly. Puckin skates off the draw to the left of the Seattle goal. And watch your pinches as defense at the blue line. You can't be taking unnecessary risks. Make sure someone's back supporting him. Here's Myadovic speeding into the Vancouver zone. The right wing one-hands it in front and went through the face area and wide of the goal. Now hands with the left point. The long wrist shot that's blocked on the way through. As getting in the lane on that one is Haynes. Again, quietly noticing Haynes on the Vancouver back end here tonight. Pickford deep in his own zone for Seattle. Trying to spin away from Seminuk. Now for Jeremy Hansel with two minutes remaining here in the third period of a 3-3 game. Pickford from behind his own net. Playing it around the right wing side for Nico Majadovic. He'll spin away from Jaden Lipinski who has the Vancouver first goal of the night. Lipinski battling along the wall. Now runs into Saushin. Played up the right wing for Majadovic. He's bumped by Hanzik off the bench. Now Krinkovic will bounce it into the Vancouver zone. Mazden Leslie. He'll retreat behind his own net and settle things down. 90 seconds remaining in the third period of a 3-3 game. It's been a good one here at the LEC. Stretch pass to Hanzik at the Seattle line. He's bumped off the puck in the neutral zone. Now Doobie on it for Seattle. Plays to the boards. 
He gets it back. Bouncing puck in the slot in the Seattle zone. Taken by Ty Thorpe. He'll just play it to open ice and get it deep in the Seattle end. Haliberta in on the fourth check. And Seattle play it up the right wing for Doobie. He'll get it to center ice. Knocked down by Ty Thorpe. His dumping is blocked as we're now in the last minute of play in the third period. Ludwig driving it back and starting it out as Easton Kovacs for Seattle. Gains the red and guides it into the Vancouver zone. Cadu back for the puck. He's bumped along the boards and has played up for Jaden Lipinski with Semenuk. Lipinski gains the red and chips it in for Semenuk to race in after. He'll bump with Kovacs in the forecheck. Center down in front and a save made off of Grunick with 32.6 to go. Look at the work Semenuk does along the wall to make this pass. You know, he knows, again, you got to be careful. If you're passing that puck south towards your own net, put it on the stick of somebody who can get a shot on goal, and that's exactly what he did. That puck is going to come away from the boards there. There's a hit. There's Semenek, and he puts it right on the stick of Gronick. And you know, Gronick, who's, by the way, had two points tonight. He's that, he is that shooter. He can get open. Um, that was a good effort. Now, 32.6. you got to make sure that you manage the puck well for both of these teams, but especially the Giants, to get that big single point at least out of this game here. Puck in behind the Seattle goal. Pickford being hounded on the forward check and displayed on the right wing for Popovich. He's turned back in the neutral zone by Haynes, and now Seattle will chip it behind the bank of her goal. Ten seconds remaining in the third period of a 3-3 game. Now Cadu just trying to pin it in the corner. Puck comes up the boards from Mayadovic. His shot is easily blocked. And the opening night of the Western Hockey League season for the Vancouver Giants will go to overtime with the Seattle Thunderbirds in a 3-3 game, Bill. Well, they've earned a point here tonight. And earned, I think, is an appropriate word for the effort for Vancouver through 60 minutes here tonight. Yeah, I, I, there's no question. This is uh, this is this has been good. You, they they've been, you know, chasing this game right from the get go. They chased it two nothing. They chased it one nothing. They chased it two nothing. They tied it two two. They chased it three two. They tied it three. It's a resilient bunch, and that's exactly the identity that Michael Dick talks about. Is that he wants his team to be hard to play against. He wants his team to have an identity, and I think all the fans in this building here tonight, knowing, you know, if you know anything about. What happened in the Western Hockey League last year? You're going to be certainly aware of the fact that this is a Seattle team that, you know, that that went to the WHL final. They won the Western Conference, but you know, let's be honest, they're they're, they're missing some guys. Vancouver's missing a couple players. You got them basically the top goaltender, one of the top goaltenders in Vikman, not here. And I think Merwall's done a wonderful job. And obviously Zach Ostopchuk, who could well be a 30 goal scorer this year. But what both teams have had left has been impressive. They, the, the kids have battled. I like it. Mirwald has made 24, or rather 22 saves on 25 Seattle shots here tonight. Scott Ratzlav has made 24 saves on 27 Vancouver shots as Vancouver outshot Seattle. 10-6 in the third period here tonight. Last year, Vancouver was three and five in overtime. Seattle was two and four when games went to three on three overtime. And if I did my research right, did Vancouver not participate in a shootout last year, Bill? I have against zero, Seattle in, in, as a whole, as the whole season. Oh no, I, I I don't have it right in front of me. You got to be the stat guy. I know. I'm just double checking, but I had Vancouver not participating in a shootout last year. I I, I think they did. All right, who we got out here? I I mean, obviously, 
who I know who you'd love to have on here is Fabian Lysel, but yeah. you know that ship has sailed. It's Thorpe and Hansik to start up front for Vancouver. Mazden Leslie on the back end. To no surprise for Seattle's Graydon Saushin and Kyle Krinkovic. Up front, Jerry Hansel has seen a ton of ice for Seattle tonight, is on the back end. And three-on-three overtime from the Langley Event Center is underway with Vancouver controlling the opening possession of overtime. Mazden Leslie starting out from his own zone. He has a goal tonight. Fires it up to Hansik, who's in on the right wing. Musting off Krinkovic. One-hands it to the net and is swatted away by Ratzlaff. Now Ty Thorpe on the puck. Trying to spin away from the ever so dangerous Krinkovic. Thorpe centered out in front. That's blocked. And now it's going to be a breakaway. Here's Krinkovic in all alone. Krinkovic stop. Rebound. Beerwald the save. Loose in front. Penalty indicated. What a chance for Seattle. And what a save by Mirwald. As that could have been the game. Well, that, that certainly is our save of the game in overtime. It comes quickly in overtime. And it is a Seattle penalty. This is the breakaway. Now watch Mirwald. Two saves here, folks. This is going to be the first one there. And there's a second one. And not a third one. That was important. But, boy, Mirwald, wow. <laughs> I've, been, I've been really impressed with him. Uh, we set him up. We introduced him on our pregame show. Talked about, you know, the uh, the 19-year-old from Saskatoon uh, by via Moose Job. Absolutely, and he's given the Giants the goaltending that they were looking for with Jesper Weichmann at Vegas Golden Knights camp. So it's Grayson Sauchin in the box for interference for Vancouver. That's going to give the Giants a four-on-three power play here. And Vancouver has had a very good night on special teams so far here this evening as Vancouver has scored twice on the power play. They're two for two. And... A third power play goal of the night would send a lot of people home happy from the Langley Event Center. So it's going to be Thorpe, Ronick, Leslie, and Hansik to start this power play for Vancouver. Hey, there's some speed and a bit of skill too on that penalty kill. And the Giants win the faceoff. Hansik working off the right boards, closing in. Back to Leslie at the line in the middle. Returning to Hansik. Back to Leslie. To Hansik. Leslie, they play catch. Hansik to Gronick. Thorpe is battling in front. To the line to Leslie. Left circle to Kyron Gronick. Cutting across the high slot. Right side to Hansik. Over to Leslie. And the pass went through his feet, but he takes it off the boards. Mazden Leslie now at the left point. Dishing it over to Kyron Gronick. To the right side to Hansik. Thorpe's in front. Gronick. One-timer that's blocked. Comes down to Hansik on the right boards. 40 seconds gone in this power play. Hansik to the line to Gronick. Working down the left side. Rink wide. Hansik lays it in front. Can't connect with Thorpe who was looking for a redirect. Puck stays in the Seattle zone, but a pass went through the feet of Leslie. And he's forced to go back for it at the Seattle line. Seattle hustles in a change. They have four guys on the ice. And hustling back to the bench is Popovich. And the referees never caught it. Good call, Eddie. That's exactly what happened. Now Hansel weaving out of his own zone for Seattle. Onto the right wing for Pickford in the Vancouver zone. Toe drag to the net and a pad save by Mirwald. This game is continuing on. 40 seconds remaining in the Vancouver power play. Three minutes remaining here in overtime in three on three in a 3-3 game. Now Cadu off the bench leads the rush in the Seattle zone. 
Gets it in deep. Is racing in after it there. And that pass to Canoe didn't quite work. And Seattle gets it through. Center ice and Popovich forced in the Vancouver zone. And Semak does a good job to fight off the pressure of Popovich. And turn it the other way for Vancouver. Left wing fever, Halliburton. Long shot and Raslav got a piece of that. Halliburton gets his own rebound with 10 seconds remaining in the power play. Up the boards to Ethan Semenuk. He'll dish it on to the right wing side. Paul Mary. Up the boards for Ty Halliburton. Back to Semenuk. Bounced off of his stick. And now Sauchin onto the box. He's trying to get away, but Semenuk gets back. Sauchin. He'll retreat back into the neutral zone. Now speed back in. Sauchin splits in. Cuts in. And shoots it high and over top of the goal. What a chance for Seattle. And now the puck is played out through center ice. Two minutes remaining in a nerve-wracking three-on-three overtime in a 3-3 game in the season opener. Bryce Pickford firing it up for Jeremy Hansel. Trying to fight off the pressure of Palmieri. He'll bank it up ahead, and in comes Pickford with Sauchin. Pickford trying to backhand it in front. That's blocked by the stick of Semenuk. Pickford with it again, working off the right boards in the Vancouver zone. He'll just send it behind the net as Seattle looks to make some changes. 1.35 remaining in overtime. Carson Haynes behind the Vancouver net. Playing on the right wing for Lipinski. Now to Palmieri. Up the left wing for Boucher at the Seattle line. Jacob Boucher. He's knocked down by Davison. And now Seattle will start it back. In across the line. Cutting wide on the left wing side is Aremba with a shot. And Mirwald with a save on that. Boy, those chances, they just come out of nowhere, don't they? You, you want your speedy guys out there. You you just, you know, I mean, that was four on four for the longest time. They'll go back to three on three now. And still a minute and 16 left before a possible shootout if neither team scores in the next minute and 16 seconds. Faceoff is in the Vancouver Giants zone. So, Eddie, whoever touches the puck, possession right now for Vancouver, whoever touches it, that puck has to be managed and gotten out. I like that. And Leslie does the smart thing and chips it into the Seattle zone. But he was knocked down and Seattle turns it the other way. Up to Hansel at the Vancouver line. Being watched by Ty Thorpe as we now move into the final minute of overtime in a 3-3 game. Myadovic. Feeds on to the right wing for Ludwig in the Vancouver zone. Gabe Ludwig working off the right wing boards all the way back to the left point to Hansel. He'll return it to Ludwig. He's being pressured and now he'll retreat back into the neutral zone. Play back to Jeremy Hansel as things will settle down here in the last minute of overtime. Seattle working the possession game. Hansel, he's poked back to the Vancouver line by Leslie who had a good active stick. Vancouver trying to hustle in some changes as Hansel carries it back in on the right wing side. Now Seattle looking to make some changes. 18 seconds left. Krinkovic nearly lost it, but Hansel backed him up, and Krinkovic's got it back. He'll dance into the Vancouver zone. Krinkovic to a Ginlaw, and a save by Mirwald with 7.8 to go. Krinkovic so, so dangerous, and I love, you know, Ginlaw to get into that play. Coach got a lot of confidence to put the youngster Jerome, son, yes, absolutely. But, you know, a real good play. This is Krinkovic. There's the pass. And Mirwal so square to the puck. A little deep in his net. But, boy, was he ever square to the shooter, made the save. Hey, 7.8 seconds. I've sat too many times in this booth here and then even at the Coliseum where stupid stuff have happened except with seven or eight seconds left in a period. That's got to be a face-off win. Look out. I'm telling you, I'm warning you. Krinkovic with a shot off the draw. That's blocked by Gronick. And he'll skate to the center ice. 
And we will need a shootout to decide this one here tonight. Vancouver had a power play in overtime that they could not score on. Brent Meerwald with one of the saves of the night on that Vancouver power play. And now we will go to a shootout to open up the season here at the Langley Event Center, Bill. Well, they practice this a lot in shootouts, obviously. I would assume there's not a lot of decisions to be made by either coach. I'm sure they have their list of who they want to use in the shootout, so they'll make sure to scrape the ice and get everything ready for this overtime. But really, such a very competitive, high-intensity effort from Vancouver, 65 minutes of hockey here tonight. I think, I think it exemplifies, from a Vancouver standpoint, exactly the way Michael Dick and his coaching staff wants his team to play. I think that's what, that's what you're going to see all year. Um, I, I'm not sure three goals is a bonus. They, they got a ton of momentum when they killed those penalties. You remember that, Eddie? Yes. And their power play, I think, is, is, is scored twice tonight. Two for three. Two for three on the power play. Um, now, having said all that, both coaches really taking a lot of time looking at their list. I mean, look at that, both of them. Yeah. Gosh, if we had a camera on those guys, it'd be fun. I mean, they're 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 looking, they're making decisions. They've got to get ready pretty quick. Now they got a little separation between them. That's the Vancouver coaching staff, and over there is a couple Seattle Thunderbird coaches still not too sure exactly who they want to put out in what order. This really feels like a tactical game from the coaches. The longer that this game has been tight, hasn't it, Bill? It it has. I mean, that's exactly when coaches, you know, really earn their money in these kind of games. You don't have to do a whole lot of coaching when it's a 5-1 game uh, but this is you know at this point a big point there's an extra point on you know on the line here obviously but um, it's been a good entertaining hockey game I think for the fans if you came into the building tonight to want to test get a feel for what the Western Hockey League at DLEC is all about you have not been disappointed for one second um, you know, I'm wondering sometimes, I guess I haven't thought about it enough, I guess who you put out on the shooting end of it depends also on what the score in the shootout is. Yeah. How much even the first shot, the first shooter, like who decides to shoot first, how much do you think that plays a role in the decision-making? Do you want to be the team that shoots first and maybe put a little pressure on the team that will shoot second in round two, so to speak, if you get that first goal of the shootout? How much is that part of the thought process that's going on here well, well has, has that not been pretty much established just about of all the hockey is that you do shoot first if you know if yeah you know uh, i don't know e e either way but you want to put the pressure on right away uh, and, you know and this is interesting for you know brett merwald i mean here's a guy that played last year at Weiwei c capo in the manitoba junior hockey league after being sent down by moose jaw not only does he come in here and play a Seattle Thunderbird team that's ranked third in the CHL. Not only does he have a team that falls behind 2-0 and 3-2 and gets his team, backstops his team to a 3-3 tie, gets through overtime, makes a couple sensational saves, and now he's got to face, you know, the the shootout. I, I mean, he's been thrown in the deep end and say, hey, swim. 
Yeah, I mean, what I've noticed from Mirwall tonight and talking with Greg Ballack as well throughout the course of the evening, you can maybe sense a little nerves in Mirwall in the first period. You know, maybe a few rebounds lying around the Vancouver net in that first period. But the longer that this game has gone, especially into the third period and into overtime, how many rebounds and how many second chances are we seeing around that Vancouver net? Very, very few. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, there was every guy in the ice was nervous. I, I, You know, on the lineup, it's opening night. There's still positions to be, you know, on the team squad to get, uh, you know, decided where you're going to play. Uh, hey, this is Western Hockey League. Goaltenders do make mistakes. If that had been Vikeman in goal, and given up the first couple. I wouldn't have thought any different. I was like, hey, that's, uh, listen, this is, you don't stop everything. You know, the, the, the Doobie goal where, where there were four Vancouver Giant players basically on one half of the ice or, you know, perpendicular. They were all on that one side right in front of the Seattle bench. There were four guys there. Braden, you know, Doobie gets away, gets along the boards, gets away from the scrum, if you will, walks in, top of the face-off circle, shoots. Probably one that he'd like to have back. I thought the first goal Seattle scored was a terrific effort between Mijatovic, uh, Krinkovic, and, and Sachin. Uh, he found himself, Sachin, alone in front of the goaltender. That, remember, at 7.50, it's one nothing. At 11.46, it's 2 nothing. But that goal by Ethan Semenek at 18.30, the first period, to get him within one, made the job, Eddie, doable. Vancouver thought, you know what? We can do it. If they had to fall behind 2 nothing or stayed 2 nothing and fallen behind 3, I don't think we're at this spot right now. Well, it looks like we're about ready to go for the shootout, and it's going to be Vancouver that is going to be shooting first, and it's Kyron Gronick who will be the first shooter for the Vancouver Giants. Picked up in the offseason trade from the Saskatoon Blades in exchange for Justin Lees. Yeah, he was good as a 16-year-old in this league. I remember him well. Got off to a great start last year at 17. You call it it. Here we go. Gronick, first shot of the shootout to the backhand. Put it wide. Well, you know what? He did a lot on that play in terms of making, you know, Retzlaff think he's going to shoot that puck. If you're the goalie and you're looking at him coming in on you like this, you're thinking shot. You're thinking shot, you're thinking shot, you're thinking shot. No, you go the deke, and he just missed the net. Kyle Krinkovic, the first shooter for Seattle, snaps it past Mirwald on the stick side, and Seattle has the early advantage in the shootouts. Uh, again, that's that's just pure pure offensive talent. That's just great hands. Krinkovic makes no mistake about this. He's a left-hand shot. He's got one thing in mind, and that's where is there a bit of an opening, and he filled it with rubber. Hanzik is next for Vancouver here in round two. Samuel Hanzik back in, scores! And the shootout is tied. I don't know how he slides his puck underneath Retzlaff, but he does. Remember, this guy scored 10 goals in a pro league last year in Czech Republic. Or in Slovakia, I should say, watch this. Oh, he goes five-hole, beautiful. Boy, you got to have a lot of confidence to do that. Grayson Saushin is next for Seattle, the right-handed shot. Cutting in on Mirwald to the forehand, he scores. That is silky smooth. And Seattle retakes the lead as two to one in the shootout. Yeah, doesn't get much better than this. This is a kid that was headed for the NCAA Wow, played at the U.S. National Team Development Program, 
Ethan Seminock is next for Vancouver. Here in round three of the shootout. Seminock down the middle to the backhand and it rolled off of his stick. And that'll be it in this one here tonight. Seattle wins it 4-3 in a shootout, but a pesky effort from the Vancouver Giants here tonight to open up the 22-23 regular season. Yeah, it, it was. It was, uh, hey, as long as they were playing five on five or four on four or killing a penalty, if you're a Giant fan, you gotta be very happy with what you saw here tonight. You get a point, that was important, and you know what? I get the feeling, I was there last year, they did build off what happened in last year's playoffs, you know, against, uh, you know, both Everett and Camels. Yeah, no, that was a good start. Eddie, we'll see you downstairs. We will see you downstairs at the banquet hall to begin our post-game festivities here tonight as Seattle wins the season opener by a score of 4-3 in a shootout. We'll step aside as you're listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey here on Sportsnet 650. Now time to break down the game. This is the Vancouver Giants postgame show on your home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. Back inside the LEC, Greg Ballack here with Bill Wilms as we break down a 4-3 shootout loss in game one of the season for the Vancouver Giants. It was a tough one. It was in a shootout, but a nice comeback for the Giants as they brought it to evens late. Ty Thorpe with the goal in the third period, tying things up. You just heard, but... Ultimately, after a pretty entertaining overtime frame there, Bill, uh, chances for both sides, including a power play for the Giants that they couldn't capitalize on uh, that I'm sure we'll discuss with the head coach, Michael Dick, when he gets in here. But uh, a shootout, nonetheless, is, is the result in this one. Uh, not what fans wanted to see when they were going home, but uh, we were just talking off the air. An, an entertaining game, nonetheless. Well, so much to, uh, you know, so much to like about, about your team at this point. I think uh, the identity I think that Michael Dick wants from his team um, is that you're in every game. And when you've got a team like Seattle and coming into your building, minus the guys that they have at camp, that, that's okay. I mean, that, the guys that they're going to get back from, uh, you know, from NHL camps, and they've got, if you miss, missed it in the pregame show, they had 12. Yeah. They have 12 at NHL camps. They're probably going to get, or they could get six back. Those are the goal scorers. That's a high-end offensive guys. But the guys that were left here for Seattle were the were the grinders with a whole lot of nice new skill in there. This Saushin kid is really impressive. Yeah. We'll talk about him a little later in Krinkovic that they got from Saskatoon. And I think it was, yeah, no, yeah, Saskatoon, I think it was. Um, you know, very, very impressive. A terrific shot. Um, Very calm on his shootout attempt as well. He looked yeah. like a seasoned vet on that one. Yeah, so so what was left here that came into this building from a Seattle team that went to the WHL final last year and lost in six and seven games to, uh, or it was six games, four games to two to Edmonton? There, there was still a lot of good stuff here by Seattle. So having said that, you had to compete. You had to play hard against them. And Michael Dick wants a team that's in every game. And you know what? They they were in this game after mm-hmm. 40 minutes of play, especially they were down they were down one. That's all you can ask is you know be tied, be ahead by one, be down by one, yeah. and they were that. And you know, and Greg, I mean, remember they took a two nothing lead. Seattle did early in well yeah. early in the game they took a two nothing. Eleven lead minutes by, in, yeah, yeah, eleven minutes in, and to fight back and 
get that late goal and then tie it at two on a power play and then fall behind 3-2 and tie it again up on a power play. Your power play has to be so important. This team got a lot of confidence mm-hmm. in their power play tonight and uh, ended up getting a point. Yeah, you, you look at the, the box score and after the 12-minute mark of the first period on, it was 3-1 Giants. You know, it was almost exactly. a tale of two periods yeah, in the first period. Yeah, exactly. Loved what, uh, you know, what Brett Mirwall bring, brought to yes. this team. Um, not that preseason means anything, but he did face 50 shots in the preseason, made 48 saves. That's a 9.60 save percentage. Now, you can't always say how much of that carries over. But I think this 19-year-old Mirwald, who got pushed out of the scene, in Moose Jaw. Mm-hmm. Okay, he played two years ago there. Not bad. Last year, they went, the Moose Jaw Warriors picked up Carl Tedichuk from Lethbridge. They wanted to make a run at it. They picked up a 20-year-old goaltender from Lethbridge. And uh, Mirwald was sitting there as an 18-year-old. But they had a 16-year-old, Jack Jackson Unger, I think is his name. Who are you going to play as a backup? If you've got a 20-year-old, are you going to play a 16-year-old? You're going to give all of the work. Tedichuk, by the way, was a 50 win guy in the yeah. league, goaltender. Are you going to put the 16-year-old back up or are you going to put Merrill in 18? Well, there was no question mm-hmm. they were going to move him to back to junior, junior A hockey. Well, the other side is you want you want your 16-year-old to play a lot well, and, exactly. and develop, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, but two seasons ago, he, he was decent. Uh, Merrill he was 4-9-1-0 in 8-9-5 save percentage. I got to credit uh, Barkley Parnett a huge yeah. for, for picking up a goaltender to be in the hunt, if you will, with Jesper Weichmann. And if mm-hmm. Weichmann doesn't return, I'm going to tell you right now, this is our guy. Yeah, he's third star tonight, and I'm sure Paul Fricker had a little bit uh, of say in it as well, the, the goaltending coach for this Giants team. And How did you like him? I thought he was excellent. Like I said, after the first 10 minutes, it, it sure looked like there were some jitters. I know he's played in the league, but new team, new coach, you want to impress them. I, I understand uh, the feeling, and I feel like the, the rebound control and just his overall calmness just inc- just went up so much after the, the first couple of goals went in. I think he, he really settled down and and the scramble in the in the second period is what stands out in my mind Me too i'm just uh, going there and, and in the overtime frame as well he made a couple outstanding saves so yeah you, you really can't fault him for anything tonight uh, finished with a 900 save percentage but i feel like the quality of shots he faced uh, were, were higher than the the box score will Very show good. you yeah, yeah. I, I mean honestly I, I i have to say to me he's a major reason this team got a point tonight yeah Absolutely. Uh, and then, you know, like I said, he, here's another thing that was important, I thought, was that uh, what was a penalty kill Vancouver? I think they were three for three, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but my point is that the penalty yep. kill that happened during those periods, their penalty kill for Vancouver, I, I, I really felt gave them momentum. They got momentum from that and to such an extent that I think when they got their their first power play, they ended up scoring a goal. So They were a perfect 5-for-5. Five five. They were 3-for-3 three three on the penalty kill and 2-for-2 two two on the power play today. So not a bad night for the special teams for this Giants team. Yeah, exactly. Now, you couple that with a couple new players. I thought the, the European was – Hansik was good. I thought – you know, I did think Gronick was. I think he got two points. Yep. Uh, again, a key when you when you get three goals to be in on two of the three. And you know, in Mazda and Leslie, the two-two goal, the shot from the yeah. point, bit of a fluky one. It was a, a tough one to see, even how it went in. Yeah, exactly. But that's what you got to do, right? You know, you know, he he led this team in shots. You know, he does this quietly for me. He led this team on shots and goal in the preseason. He had 16 shots, by far the most in, in four exhibition games, four preseason games. That's one thing. And Alex Cotton led the entire team in shots and goal last year and 
No surprise. <laughs> yeah, no surprise. And Leslie was second from a defenseman shots on goal. So, so for him to continue to shoot the puck, you know, like he did, this one got through. I, I don't think it got touched on the way. Yeah, sometimes you just you just have to throw it at the net and, and just hope that the guys in front are, are creating enough havoc that you puck finds a way in. Hockey's a, a, a funny sport in that regard, so uh, you certainly give him full credit for that, for just getting the shot through with so many bodies in front in that situation. Yeah, I mean, while we're talking about it, I, I, and we're waiting for Coach Dick, can, and I know you guys back at the station, can we play this? It's our goal of the game. It, it tied it at two. It was Mazda and Leslie power play goal from Gronick and Boucher. Um should we should we give it a go? Yeah. It came at seventeen forty eight uh, of the of the second period, and and it tied it uh, at two. Big lift got the crowd into it. Um, you know everybody got pretty excited about that. He, he is. A, I mean, we we he's a seventeen year old. He's he's going to be. He's in his draft year, Leslie. And yeah. and, and honestly, as a sixteen year old, I mean, he jumped onto the scene with five goals as a fifteen year old. Remember in the bubble yeah. season. And then had a pretty decent year. It gets tougher as you get more exposed and get in the top pairing. But do we have Leslie's power play goal? Ties it at two. Let, let's give it a shot. Here, it's It sounded like this. And Boucher played at the boards. And now for back line to Leslie. One timer. Off a stick. Bessie point. They score! <laughs> Madison Leslie with a point shot. Hits something and deflected home. And the Giants have tied the game at two on the power play. Yeah, and then after that, what, at 1842, that was a bit of a downer. You know, yeah. Myadovic scores. Uh, he's alone. I don't know how he got alone in front real quick, but Sachin and Hansel with the assist, 1842. Now it's chasing the game again. They yeah. chased it 2 nothing and tied it on the goal you just heard. Now you're chasing again. And i got to say, nice call by Eddie Gregory on that oh, one. Yeah. If, uh, oh, yeah. Tuning in, wondering whose voice that is. Yeah, no, no, Dan O'Connor. It's Eddie Gregory, and I thought he did an excellent job tonight, Bill. I don't know what your Yo, your take was. Yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> no, no, no question about that. <laughs> but back to the game. Uh, it was Ty Thorpe who scored at twelve twenty-eight after uh, Mayatovich made it two-two, or sorry, three-two Seattle. Uh, the Giants were trailing going into the third, and then at twelve twenty-eight, like I said, uh, Thorpe does a nice move behind the net to stop, and and it all broke down uh, for the for the Seattle goaltender right when he made that that quick stop and went back the other way. He couldn't get to his post properly he slipped off because he noticed that he was changing direction behind the net never really got settled went back to his post never really sealed up that post perfectly and you could see thorpe jamming away got it over the pad and snuck it in the side of the net you say jamming away eh? <laughs> i mean that's thorpe yeah i've said this before if the game was played on the ground his his uniform would be dirtiest you know no, no question he does so much heavy lifting and that was a big power play goal that that they scored to again now they tied it to, like you say 12 28 uh, in the third period i mean everybody in the building that was here for the game tonight i didn't get the crowd count it was it was awesome it was noisy hey at that point you're thinking this is a team uh, this Vancouver Giant team is tied to Seattle Thunderbird team, and we're in the third period. We we're you know get a point out of this, and mm-hmm. and and they did exactly that. Um, save of the game. I mean, we've got a couple. I I think I, we're going to play a couple. We'll, well, let's we'll let's, go with your save of the game first. Was it the Sachin chance in 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 overtime? That was a massive save. There was sure. one save on a breakaway also where there was two jams at it. He made the save, and then you know st- stuck around and make the other one and. You know, going back, we're all over the map a little bit, but that scramble that uh, you talked about at the end of the yeah. period was that the end of the end of the first period. First, I mean, I'd never seen anything like it. And, yeah. and to me, you said it, Greg, and I agreed with you. That was not. He didn't make another save in there, but he had to find that loose puck. Yeah. He had to get a whistle. 
And, boy, he might have been the hardest battler of <laughs> eight, nine guys on the ice. And he, he did. He found the puck and he got the save. I don't know. We got it set up. We got a couple saves that this kid, uh, Brett Mirawal, brand new to this hockey team. Let's see what we got. Some saves of the game. He was great. Juggles the rebound. Where is it? He is down. Most Park bouncing in the slot. To come and shoot. Mirawal the save. Still loose. Scramble for it. And Mirawal has got it. What a sequence for 2.1 to go, Bill. Now we got Thorpe more. on the puck. Trying to spin away from the ever so dangerous Kinkovic. Thorpe centered out in front. That's blocked. And now it's going to be a breakaway. Here's Kinkovic in all alone. Kinkovic stop. Rebound. Mirawal the save. Loose in front. Penalty indicated. What a chance for Seattle. And what a save by Mirwald. As that could have been the game. That was an overtime. It very well More. could have been. More saves. He'll Love it. Down the left wall. Hansel up high. The Krenkovic one-timer. And a glove save by Mirwald. Yeah. Yeah, the one in overtime on the breakaway that led to the power play. That was... That was such a, I thought that was the pivotal moment right there in overtime, but Giants couldn't capitalize on that power play, but man, what a sequence that was. And then the, the other one in the first period that we heard in the first clip, I, I thought Eddie was going to lose it up there in the booth. He was, he was having a great time calling that play. Well, that was, that was, that was hard to even understand what was happening. There was so much going on. There. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. And to stay on top of it like that was, <laughs> uh, was pretty impressive. Um, our three stars of the game. Let's go through that sure. right now. The, the the third star. Well, we've talked enough about him. Brett Merwald, uh, kid from Saskatoon. You he just heard it. Seventh round uh, draft pick by Moose Jaw in 2018. You just heard that. Second star, we had um, Kyron Gronick. Yep. Gronick was the second star for. And I think he had two points. I mean, you know, we look back at you know you know what he did in the game. I think it was important. Two assists uh, for Gronick. Yeah. You know that that he's a goal scorer. There's no question about that. But if if Kyron Gronick's going to be playing on this team, he's got to be a factor offensively. I talked about the great great start he had a couple years ago. Uh, when he was 16 in Prince George, uh, you know, in the bubble season, he had 11 points. That was great for a 16-year-old, 17-year-old. Last year, he starts out in um, in Prince George with six point, seven points the first six games. But he's always cooled off a little mm-hmm. bit, and that's why he got moved to Saskatoon. And and um, and then from Saskatoon, now he, he another great you know pickup for the, for Justin Lee's. I think that's a good swap, don't you? Yeah, like you said in the in the pregame, just sometimes a change of location can make a huge difference for a guy and it seems like a a prime example of somebody that can really take off if given the the right opportunity. Well, yeah, and the Giants yeah. in the in the Lee's trade gain a, gain a year on this too, obviously, because uh, you know, Lee's Gronick's 18 and and Lee's is 19, so that's that's a big factor there and um yeah, I think from his confidence standpoint, uh, Gronick, I'm talking about, it's important yeah. that he get involved in the game. And, and, and those two two certainly significant plays. He's got to show up on the scoreboard. He, he's an yeah. intense player, but he's got to show up on the scoreboard. He certainly did tonight. Maybe not on the uh, the goal column, but the uh, the assists. He got two of them. And then the first star uh, from Seattle, Grayson Sachin. Uh, we talked about him a little bit as well there. Uh, very impressive, uh, some of the forwards on this Seattle team, as we expected. Uh, like you said, there's still a lot of players missing from their roster, but, man, uh, Sachin looked uh, looked excellent. Aginla looked very good. Uh, you go up and down their roster, and Krinkovich, of course, uh, another guy that really stood out to me for Seattle. So a tough, tough opponent, and I think if you're the Giants, you can walk away uh, holding your head pretty high. You, you, you played well, uh, and maybe give your goaltender a pat on the back after yeah, that one. Yeah, you know, a big <laughs> pat on the back. Yeah. And if I can just... You know, familiarize our listeners with this uh, 
uh, Sachin, who's from, you know, he's 5'11", he's a 17, he's from Grand Prairie, he played in the U.S., and he was a number one pick in the U.S. prospect of priority draft. He was playing at the U.S. National Team Development Program, headed for NCAA, and made the decision to sign with Seattle, a very, very good decision for him to do that. You know, his first game played in the Western Hockey League, preseason, mind you, he had four assists. Uh, you know, he ended up with six assists in three games played. Wow. Um, and you can see the skill. It just He just exudes skill, and it's just, just a, a wonderful treat for certainly for me, for you, I'm sure, too, and for the fans. If you're going to see somebody on the other team, this is a good player to watch. Yeah, the fans definitely uh, saw a good one tonight. You were looking at the, the crowd, and it was a solid one tonight. 3,514 is the official listed attendance at the Langley Event Center for this one, the uh, 4-3 shootout loss to the Seattle Thunderbirds, but uh, a lot of a lot of positive positive takeaways. I, I don't think too many players or fans are, are leaving the arena tonight with a much of a bad taste in their mouth after this one, Bill. No, and I, I'd love to hear what what the coaching staff says. I'm not sure that Michael Dick knows. Again, he's got to be reminded that you know we'd love to have him here. He doesn't obviously have to come, but. Um, you know, the playoffs were so important last year for Vancouver to make them. Yeah. Now, it was one thing to make the playoffs, to get the feel of it. And, you know, you get a lesson in the playoffs, Greg, you don't get in the regular season. Mm-hmm. You just don't. And they almost missed that lesson. I mean, yeah. it came literally at the last game of the season. They end up with eight spot. They get in the playoffs to experience and that, experience what it's like, what it takes. And not only that. They win that series versus Everett, mm-hmm. and then they go to six games with uh, with Kamloops. So, you know, they, they, the, the guys that were in that, they know what it takes to win. They know what you have to do personally. you got to elevate your game to the next level. The intensity just gets more and more and more. The intensity between a preseason game and what you saw tonight, Night is, day. It, it's, it's, <laughs> well, it's certainly cranked up yeah. more, isn't it? Yeah, it's different, and, and just the – the feel, you know, as a player on the ice, you know, you you sense that there's a little more urgency in a regular season game. Preseason, there's still a lot of a lot of that as well. Guys trying to make the team, you know, there's there's urgency in that way. But you're right, it's just a different feel when when the points matter, when there's points on the line. Uh, I think it it does, especially for the goalies, it it speeds the game up around them a little bit more. You know, Seattle plays Vancouver three of their first four games. I mean, they're here tonight. Vancouver plays at Seattle, then Seattle plays at Kelowna, then Seattle's back in Vancouver. So um, I think it's three of the first six for Vancouver that they play Seattle. So they're going to they're gonna get a diet of this mm-hmm. team for the early part of the season for sure. And it's off to Everett tomorrow as uh, the team will hit the bus and go down to the Angel of the Winds Arena down there, and uh, it'll be a, a call uh, tomorrow. I think it's a 5 o'clock pregame show. Yeah, 5 o'clock pregame show, 6 o'clock game. Yeah. You know, and, and, and honestly, Greg, that, that's interesting. We should remember that's their home opener. So we're going to have to go through the produc- you know, the introductions and all of that. It's a great rink, great place yep. to, to call a game. Uh, they have just an unbelievable record under the uh, last five years under uh, Dennis Williams, their coach. Um, it's, this is another good test. They, let me tell you, this – every team their roster is the smallest roster size wise physically size they're the smallest team in western hockey league wow. yeah they got a bunch of guys they got i think they got six players over six feet everybody else is or they got five nine five eights it's such but, a physical league that's surprising i know to see. It, yeah. it is it is yeah. but they'll skate like stink we know that they'll be going 100 miles an hour they'll be all f- fired up but i think from a giant standpoint don't you that 
ending the season last year the way they did and even starting the season the way they did here tonight is they're on track. Yeah. Well, I think even going into Everett tomorrow, it's that pesky Giants team coming in again that might ruin the home opener. You know, it's you don't have that if you don't do what you did last year, and I think that's a big thing going forward for for the players that remain on the roster from that little run. That was, uh, I'm sure Everett still has a very bad taste in their mouth from oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I wouldn't be bringing up that series too much with the with the broadcasters over there when you, <laughs> when you go down to Everett. Who else did you like tonight? What did you like? Uh, well, there was there was a lot of positives. You know, you mentioned in the pregame that it's a team that's going to score by committee, and they certainly did that tonight. When you look down, uh, only player with with a couple points was was Gronick. So uh, I think uh, the new guy uh, Hanzik was very impressive. Uh, nice shootout attempt, nice goal that he got on, the, oh, yeah. on there. And I just I was impressed with his physicality. I thought he he shy away a little bit early on, but I didn't see too much of that. I, I saw you know, obviously he's going to get a little bit more uh, comfortable playing in this league. He, he's going to be even more. So that's that's the part that excites me is that um, you know he he was already better than than I was expecting him to be, and this is just game one. So I think he he's the one that stood out to me as uh, as somebody to look for as uh, as a potential offensive catalyst on this team because you know like I said it's. You're gonna you're gonna need those guys to, to step up with, with the way the scoring's gonna shake out on this Giants yeah, roster. Yeah, there's still a battle for 20 year old spots. Yep. If if Weichmann does come back, and you were saying on the pregame show that Vegas has got six goalies under deals. Six goalies. Yeah. Now, where does that place? Is is it Laner the? Laner is on long term injury, so he's out for the whole year. He's out for the. He's season. out for the season, so there's a bit of shifting in that way. But yeah, he. He's uh, he's in a tough spot as a player going in with no contract at that camp. He's uh, you know he's making a great impression, but uh, Steve Ewan in the intermissions didn't think it was uh, uh, too much of a, a chance that he would stick there. But you never know, right? In a, in a, a situation like that where they have an injured goaltender, um, there's the, the ten game window where they can sign a guy, play them, and not lose a year of their contract. Could potentially be a thing they do with him, but. Uh, the, the fingers are crossed that he makes it back to Vancouver, I think, uh, selfishly here in Vancouver. Yeah, and again, that you know places the Giants in a real decision. Let's just say he does come back. Now, now who is your, your backup goalie to Vikeman? Obviously, Matthew Hutchison, the 16-year-old from Nanaimo last season. I mean, boy, was a guy thrown in the deep end. He played three games, got a win. That win in Kelowna that night might have been the win that put them into the actual put them in the in in, in the yeah. playoffs it was a must win game it was back in april i think it was april 10th the fourth last game and he comes through so i mean you know if if uh Weichmann is your your go-to guy your number one guy i mean probably you'd have to think hutchison you know is really fit in a nice position to mm-hmm. possibly be back up i'm guessing hutchison might play tomorrow although their performance here tonight by mirawal you just you you i mean honestly you just don't know yeah the back-to-back's not as big of a deal when it's the first game of the year you know you shouldn't be yeah <laughs> should be breaking down this early but uh yeah usually you want to get both your goalies in action pretty pretty quick though um but yeah after that performance it, it becomes a bit of a, a question now <laughs> uh for michael dick you know w- just a couple more things we can wrap it up yep. a really intriguing thing for me as as i you know go into this season um is to is to see the development of the guys the players who were so affected by covid and the shortened seasons uh, i'm guessing a lot of guys missed a whole year of development and if you're a in an 03 birthday you're a 19 year old you know how have you been affected by 
by that missed year, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, and the O2s are, are 20 year olds. You know, I mean, how were you affected? And then there's that younger age group, too, that, that missed out on the. On, on the schedule. So I, I kind of keep a, a little bit of an eye on, on seeing that age group and mm-hmm. see how they're developing. And again, for me, that makes it again that much more intriguing to be a fan of the Western Hockey League because it is a journey. It is a development league. And I've said this once, I'll say it a hundred times. The players you end up with or start out with in September are not the players you end up with in, in April. And I'm not talking about new players. I'm talking about this change in their ability. Yeah. Yeah, that's why scouts, when they look at these young players, they, they don't just watch them once, Bill. They, they come at different junctures of the season because you really want to see how they're developing uh, as the season progresses. And that's something that we'll keep an eye on with these Giants players. A, a lot of promising, promising storylines to, to look at after tonight's game. Yep, and I guess we'll, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Um, Greg from... Uh you know, from Everett, yep. looking forward to it. As I said, it's always a great trip. That's a wonderful arena, great, great fan experience. And, you know, we talk about uh, hostile environments. Uh, it doesn't get a whole lot more hostile. And I'm not talking about physically hostile, as it used to be 20 years ago in junior hockey. I'm just talking about it's a tough place to play. And Vancouver's going in there with what they did last year in the playoffs against the first place. They were 50 points ahead of Vancouver. Yeah. Biggest upset in, in history. In history. Yeah. One beat, or eight beat number one. Yeah. Yeah, well, looking forward to it. They'll have a bad taste in their mouth, and uh, hopefully the, the Giants can go into Everett tomorrow and, and cause a little more chaos uh, for those silver tips. Uh, uh, good luck, and then have a good call down Yeah, there, thanks a lot, Greg. Any final notes for tonight? Nope, we're cool. All right, well, thanks, Bill Wilms, for that. Uh, like we mentioned, it was a tough loss here tonight, uh, but a lot of positives for the Giants to take away. 4-3 shootout loss in game number one of the season to the Seattle Thunderbirds. 5 o'clock pregame tomorrow on the road in Everett. Eddie Gregory will have the call of that one as well, along with Bill. And, yeah, it'll be a, a fun time. Hopefully the Giants can get their first win of the year. They got their first point with the shootout loss today. But uh, we will wrap things up. We'll... Say thank you to our producers back in the studio, Justin Morissette and Ben Bazarin. And I'm Greg Ballack saying thank you for listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650.